Welcome to a special edition of the Skyline Pod. Today is our 2010 season preview. With me are the GMs of the Atlanta Braves, D. Rich. Hello. hello. And the GM of the Philadelphia Phillies, Trent Snyder. Hello, hello. So 2010 marks our, weirdly enough, our 11th year uh, in the league, but we've, uh, it's been a strong 11 years. Um, it feels special. It does. It does. I think it's because we, we've got a round zero there at the, at the end of the year. It's 2010. Just like knocked the, out the Hall of Fame. We're ready to rock. This is like uh, the next generation of Skyline. It really is. It, it really, really is. Um, but the, the point of this pod is to preview the upcoming 2010 season. Spring training is upon us tomorrow. Um, but before that, uh, let's, well, everyone is still fully healthy. Uh, let's take a look at what would happen if Trent got his way and everyone had uh, healthy teams for the entire season. Yeah, that's a hey, for him. I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. It's uh, fun so, to look at the preseason predictions with everyone healthy. Well, Where except it? for Juan Castillo, who OOTP knows is going to miss games. Yeah, he's only going to miss two weeks, though. That's ambitious, optimistic. Um, so the so uh, we we decided to actually go all out for this pod. We will have a, a document for you guys to follow along with. It will have key acquisitions, key losses, every trade the team went through, as well as rookies. So without further ado, let's jump in and we'll start in the Atlantic. And the first team is these Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, decent amount of acquisitions. Uh, Trent was very active on both the free agent and trade front. Uh, hey, did you front. that that that's a lie? Did you note no free agents? No free agents. Okay then. Oh, those I am all, seeing this. Those are all trades. And a couple wow. rule five guys: Brooke Hart and Frangili and rule five. Big fan of Frangili. Um. Got lucky that uh, Cincinnati forgot to export there. Um, but Frank, uh, Frank, uh, Frangili, however you want to pronounce it, it's going to be good. And then just uh, some filler guys, Jared Watkins, Eric Arnett, Bo Wabel, uh, pitchers acquired on the trade block, as well as Mitch Rock and Dane White. And then on the offensive side, Glenn Dexter uh, from Montreal, Juan Robles from Minnesota, and Nestor Ramirez, I believe, from Toronto. He's just the uh... – Utility infielder, nothing special. Um, and then the key loss, the $33 million man, Bobby Hicks, who I believe you're still paying, what, 15, 15 million? 15 flat. That, that was not, that was not a good year in, uh, in Philadelphia. Nope, nope. Addition by subtraction, so they say. That, that is what they say, um, but, but active on the trade front, uh, five trades, uh, that big one though, Philadelphia send Bobby, sending Bobby Hicks to Montreal on 45% retainer for Glenn Dexter, Archuo Garza, a fourth round pick and a seventh round pick. Trent, Trent, what was the, uh, what was the motivation behind moving Hicks? Uh, well, he wanted to go. He was in a terrible mood. Uh, he, uh, hated it. Uh, tough I, I to blame I, him. I can't tough blame to him. Blame yeah, him. It's, it's right. tough to blame him. And, uh, and, and we hated him. And so he had to go, uh, and, uh, Montreal wanted him at the trade deadline, uh, couldn't make the financing work, uh, wanted me to take Sedgwick, uh, I said no, uh, and so it got punted till the post, till the off season and, uh, came through. I think one of the keys was that I was willing to take, uh, Dexter because he makes a lot of money, 20 million this year, and, uh, uh, but when it, when the dust cleared, I saved maybe, you know, 
third of a million, half of a million dollars uh, in the budgeting, uh, which was obviously not a real big deal. But it's not like I had to uh, take on you know more money than I got rid of. Uh, but yeah, no, Hicks is gone. I needed the catcher. Now I have one. He's a free agent at the end of the year. I don't think he's going to make. $20 million, but Bobby Hicks wasn't going to earn 33 and a third either. So, you know, it was a good deal. Uh, I was pleased. Uh, Montreal came to me with pretty much that deal. Uh, we talked around the edges a little bit. The picks might have changed. Uh, but that was almost always, that was almost totally his idea. Uh, especially when I said, uh, I would take Dexter. He would, he jumped at the chance because he's got that prospect Pena that's ready to come up at catcher. So he wanted to get rid of Dexter and his money. So it was a good deal. I'm pleased with it. Uh, Hicks might be good in Montreal to a certain extent. I wish him the best. Uh, I'm not in the north, so whatever. Great. Uh, I think he's going to stink, uh, but that's just me. So we'll see. But uh, still very, very active on the pitching front. Uh, I'm seeing one trade that probably is going to be dead before the year even starts. Eric Arnett has taken a big, big hit. Uh, at the end of the year, I believe he was thrown in the 91-93, maybe the 90-92 range, but that has fallen all the way down to 89-91. Uh, what do you, you see in Arnett after he gave up a uh, 11th for him? Well, it was just an 11th. He makes $2 million, That's and fine. I think he can start. I think he can uh, uh, be a lefty out of the pen. Uh, it doesn't really matter. You know, for $2 million, you can't go wrong. You know, uh, I think he's probably either going to be hurt or pitching okay, I don't think he's going to be healthy and shitty. No, uh, he he is 40 with a lengthy injury history. Right. Uh, and so for $2 million, it's a risk worth taking. You know, another lefty coming out of the pen. What are you going to do? Uh, put him back in a Phillies uniform. What are you going to so do? I noticed that a lot with your moves this uh, offseason. You targeted older starting pitchers. Is that just with the intention of finding dudes who can eat innings for you? Well, to an extent, I'm a I'm a believer, for better or worse, in uh, the guys who are in a contract year, uh, a walk year. Uh, I think that's just common human tendency, right? Like things are different based based on the situation. You know, if you're driving to work, you drive differently if it's a normal morning than if you're 15 minutes late, and you drive even differently if there's a cop behind you. There's a the the situations uh, change based on what the current or your attitude changes based on what the current situation is. And uh, I think it's just common human condition to try a little harder when it's a contract year. And so I think that that is something I've bought into a little bit. This is Rock's walk year, uh, and this is Watkins's walk year, and this is Dexter's walk year, and this is Robles's walk year. And so a lot of these guys uh, are just guys that, you know, guys wanted to get rid of the salary. I had some room. Uh, they didn't want a lot in return, and so I, you know, took advantage. Uh, I also like getting guys like Rock from Colorado because that's a, one of the few parks that I can say, hey, he might actually get a better pitching park <laughs> by coming to Philadelphia, and I don't get to say that a lot. So so, uh, so I like Mitch Rock. I think he's got a chance to, to pitch okay and Philly. I'll say this. That didn't not make sense what you said about a walk year. That, that kind of that, – that, that didn't not make sense. I'm not going to say it made sense, but it didn't not make sense. I see where he's coming from. I just don't know if uh, computer-generated players operate the same way humans do. That, yeah, that, that is true. And I'm still looking at your finances. You're still on the hook a bit for uh, for Steve Tingle. Oh, yeah. No, well, the Tingle thing, I don't really think Chicago likes him that much. Um, but, uh, but he still I exists. He spent most of last year in AAA. He's still breathing. Uh, 
I think he's he got one of those, caught up in that glamorous bidding war for Steve Tingle. He's one of those very frustrating guys who's impossible to own because his ratings look rock solid. And then he goes out and sucks. And uh, I got tired of it, especially when he couldn't even pitch in the bullpen. And uh, so shipped him off to Chicago. Uh, there were like nine takers. Like he was gone to Chicago in ten minutes after well, I put him on the wire. Do you remember when he was a free agent? He, he had oh, yeah. a, a demand of like 750000 and there were 31 bids on him, and it just went all the way up to $30 million. <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, – uh, uh, things like that happened. Happened a little bit with Ford, the reliever that went, up, went to Miami this year who was on the free agent wire. Really hadn't shown anything in his performance, but his uh, ratings were really good. That's exactly why. Really and good. The, the, and, the 7580 uh, yep. uh, overall potential screams to you even though he has – Career zero war or career point four war and as an ERA above six over the last two years. Yeah, we can go uh, into Miami and John Ford later. But, but yeah, well, guys, I'm gonna uh, take the mic for a little bit. We're gonna play a little game. As uh, I put uh, famously on the uh, uh, the the general uh, on Slack today, uh, Danny uh, or I'm not Danny. Uh, that's one of the old Cincinnati GMs, I think. Matt, uh, Matt uh, came to me. Uh, sent me a DM and said, hey, we should trade second round picks, uh, so that there's real impetus for us trying to be better than the other this year. And, uh, it's one of those things that's perhaps, you know, the stupidest idea in the long and storied history of stupid ideas. And yet it, it's, it's really, really intriguing to me and I really like it. And so we're going to play Philly or Cincy. We're going to go through each of these spots. And we're going to see if Philly and Cincy, uh, who's better. Go ahead. Well, Trent, can we cover uh, Cincinnati's offseason before we get straight Oh, sure. Game? Go right for it. Because they had a pretty busy offseason. They, in uh, terms of total war uh, gain slash lost in terms of offseason summary, no other team had more than Cincinnati's war gained of 13 and a half. And a lot of that came from Mr. Chris Scharf, the big fish of this offseason. Scarf. Come on, say it right. Scarf. Scarf. Fine. Let's go Scarf. Yeah. There's, a, there's an H in there. There's an H in there. Um, but Mr. Scarf. Dollars, man. The $40 million man coming off of three straight seasons with at least four war was a little dinged up this year. Not sure if he'll be able to, uh, stay in the field. I mean, I'm looking at, at Scarf. He, he's, he's a scroll guy. I mean, officially there's no, the he's officially a scroll guy. guy. He's officially a scroll guy. I mean, He's talented. There's there's no way around that. In every level of uh, every year, he's been in the majors for at least uh, 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 eighty games. He's had an OPS of at least seven forty, and in each of the last five seasons, last five full seasons, he's had an OPS of at least eight seventy seven. Uh, at Great American Life Ballpark, he is going to mash. Yeah, the man won a batting title in Atlanta. And then OPS over a thousand in Boston. I cannot wait to see what he does. I mean, if the he question stays, is, does he play defense? Uh, looking at how this Cincinnati roster is constructed, it would not surprise me if he does not. They still have uh, Idrago, who went under the radar last year in right field. Not, he's not bad by any by any uh, stretch, but he's not good in the field. You have Antonio Calderon probably penciled in there at center field. And then you have Luciani over there in left if if Luciani can stay healthy. Um, so there are ways for 
um, for uh, for Sharf to to DH, which I think is probably the be- the best recourse. But the other thing is, are you really just paying a guy forty million just to hit? That's a uh, a big question mark of that contract. He is one of the best hitters in baseball, but is and he's paid? also but o- over the last paid. two years he's been a, a minus nine in the field. Yeah, and hey, we just said he's a scroll guy and playing defense. That's going to up that injury risk. I'll say this: that, that that is a very small left field there at, at Great American Life, so not not as much running. I I sent uh, uh, Matt a uh, a DM through Slack today, uh, asking him where he thought the pieces were going to fit, just to get a little idea of uh, where things were going to go. Because I told him we were planning a preseason pod and that the Reds were going to figure prominently, and uh, and he didn't get back to me, and it's okay. I mean, whatever. Not a big deal. It's also uh, the he's also what fourteen hours ahead. Right, exactly. So I mean, he lives in Australia, so we'll give him a break. But but uh, but so I'd, I I was interested too to know where where he planned on playing. I also say Scarf, but Scarf, fair enough. And uh, uh, you know, it'll. It, it, I have a feeling he'll be okay. I mean, guys like Scarf are probably gonna hit no matter where they are. I think you can put him anywhere, and they're gonna hit. Uh, he's just that good. I'm not sure if he's $40 million good, but, you know, time will tell. To be $40 million good, he's going to need to be worth, you know, four or five war. Uh, and I don't know if that's happening as he, you know, turns the corner from 20 to 30. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I think, I think it's aggressive, a though. Years left. Yeah. A couple more years left of that four or five war. He's going to mash. But you're still, you're paying him when he's, what, 33? Yep. I don't know. It, the biggest issue for Cincinnati over the years has been uh, under the under the Matt regime has been pitching. Mm-hmm. Twice they've had a team ERA over over six. Um, but looking at the pitching staff, it, it looks at, at the very least improved. You've got Mueller and, and Darrell. Darrell was a very low key pickup on the waiver wire last year. Um, I put in a claim for him. I did not get him, but uh 307 ERA in 43 games over one and a half war out of the bullpen he's going to make his way into the rotation alongside Justin Muller uh i i don't understand how Omari Gators isn't better than his rating it isn't better i i really don't the the ratings are there are they I, yeah. at, at least the raw ratings not not the <laughs> overall potential but at least the raw ratings look to be there and i think yeah. we might be looking at different things he's one of those guys that you look at his ratings and you don't understand how the Overall potential isn't higher. I agree with Jake. I said, uh, it looks like a 35 overaller to me. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I, I've got a feeling Juan Leal, who they acquired from Baltimore, is going to make his way into the rotation. And then uh, Wadsworth is going to oh, make yeah. his way into the rotation. Wadsworth. So, the Wadsworth, yep. Darrell, Muller... Leal, maybe Noah Wallace, if if that changeup develops. I mean, that's not that's not a bad. It's it's not a good rotation, but it's a lot better than what they had last. Year. And then coming out of the bullpen, uh, uh, Hustiniano, uh, Jankowski, McBride, Reagan, Mike Washington, Robles, Wilkinson. That that should be that should be a decent bullpen this year, especially Reagan with the with my scout has sixty five movement, Robles has fifty five movement. Uh, Reagan got that form back uh, in Detroit, so. This bullpen is also going to be uh, a lot more improved than it was last year. Yeah, I liked what he did with the pen. Uh, Reagan and Robles. Robles. Uh, and not to mention Nate Dodge and Jorge uh, uh, Reza, who signed this last uh, sim. Yeah, you got the bullpen's much improved. I was kind of sad to see Juan Robles, Juan Robles leave St. Louis. That that 2003 season. 
Oh man, something else. One of the best. A point nine two ERA. Maybe the best we've ever had. I'm not sure. Uh, Certainly in the conversation, but yeah, I'm not that worried about the pen. Very worried about the rotation. Now we've clowned Matt a lot for this rebuild over. It's time to win. Uh, Nothing signals to me more that Matt genuinely believes the rebuild is over than that Greg Wadsworth trade. Because he traded one of his best assets, a 23-year-old utility, you know, I don't want to say stud, but he's on the verge of stud, Bill Dimitru. And he traded him for an expiring Greg Wadsworth, 35-year-old starting pitcher who's, quite frankly, nothing special. I'll say this. If if Cincinnati trusts Eric Hill at shortstop, which I'm not sure I would, but if they look at someone and they say, okay, we have a shortstop option in-house, and then you look at the outfield, you see Luciani, you see Scharf, you see Calderon, you see Demlo who's out of options, you see Adrago, you can say, okay, we need pitching. Dimitro is going to be good. He, he's got he's, – he's, he screams second baseman to me uh, on the infield, that, that sure. 35 arm. And then in the outfield, he's, he's already got Calderon, Scharf, Luciani, current, Adrago. So yeah, would he be the line. first piece I try to move? No, um, but I understand where the move's coming from. Do, do I think he's worth more than Wadsworth? Yes. Um, but do, do I, worth a lot. I do know? too, but again, 35 arm. He's gonna get the, he's gonna, he's gonna get to the ball. He's just not be able, gonna be able to get it to first base in time. I'm looking at a guy on my screen. He has 70 range in the infield. I think that's enough to get by. At least, uh, for a couple more years till it gets older and it drops. I would not have traded a guy like that for a 35 year old contract retiring or a contract ending starting pitcher. I wouldn't. I would trade a guy who was, you know, 35 overall, 45 maybe, but not, not a guy 50-55 OSA who can play short or center field. I mean, those are his two two best yeah. positions. I'll I mean, say that's, this. that's I intense. St- I still don't think that was his most questionable deal of the offseason. Well, we'll get there because there's a lot of questionable decisions <laughs> that come with every time that Matt logs on his computer. Now, Dimitru, just to end, uh, I think he's a top – a top five asset for Cincinnati. If I look at all the pieces they have, including Noah Wallace, Luciani, I think Dimitri's right up there towards the top, and he got essentially nothing for him because Dimitri is now Wadsworth, the number one prospect in the Baltimore Orioles system. Well, that's not saying much. Well, well, that's he, doesn't, also true. he doesn't care about prospects, but yeah. yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, here we go. You've got Cincinnati's rotation. Gators, Wallace. I agree with you. I I, I think the Leal trade with Baltimore was much more reasonable because I like this Leal kid. I, I think he too. can start. And Ty- I, Tyler you, Campbell is an injury disaster. Yeah, like when you look right. at it on its face, you see Tyler Campbell is a 65 potential second baseman. You see what what it, what is Matt doing, and then you click injury history. Yeah. Campbell turns 24 next month, and he's you you have a scroll bar. You literally have a scroll bar for a dude that is tw- going to be not. He was not even 24 yet. That might be the world record for fastest scroll guy. He, he had a good year last year, but then you also look at his roster. He still has again. He's not fantastic, but Sergio Rivera, who's paying 13 and a half million dollars. You have Juan Bernal, who's a, a serviceable backup. So, 
the highlight the highlight of my day guys might have been when i got an e- a dm from jp in baltimore saying hey now that i have campbell i'm looking to trade sharf are you interested and i didn't have the heart to tell him oh my gosh why are you going with campbell like Schwartz, he's not Schwartz, Schwartz, Schwartz. Schwartz, I'm sorry, yeah, Schwartz. He's been Schwartz. trying to trade Schwartz for forever. Well, now it's been even more, uh, uh, it's even accelerated that process, but, so yeah, he wants to get rid of Schwartz now because he has Campbell. I didn't have the heart to tell him, Campbell's not gonna play for you. Scroll so guy. Before we jump into Philly versus Cincy. The last trade I want to touch on is was the original trade, the 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 one that got this offseason kicking, the Chris Don trade. Chris Don was sent to Kansas City for Roger McBride, who by by my account is a is a reliever, Adam Howell, who's a maybe starting caliber catcher, Josh Weir, who's fine, Alex Benia, who's okay in a fifteenth rounder. Chris Don is a top twenty spec. He might be overrated, but he's a top twenty prospect. Yeah, I'm not a Chris Don believer, but I think it just Chris comes Don. with value having your, you know, top 20 next to your name. That makes right. a big difference. I think that Chris Don is overrated. I said so. I will say so again. And I sort of like that McBride kid. I disagree with Jake. I think he can start. Um, I don't think he's going to be, you know, a number three even, but I think he can stay in a rotation. I think he um, can too. I, I think McBride's fine. I mean, he's fine, but is he the centerpiece of this trade? And if so, is that really the best you can get for a top 20 prospect? Uh, it's probably not. Um, I'm going to commend Matt here for thinking about where he's playing. Yes. Uh, that, that, Don had to leave Cincinnati yeah. at some point. Oh, he would not have survived in Cincinnati, but I think he knew that too. Yeah. But uh, as far as the return, didn't he didn't really get a centerpiece, but Hal is nice. Alex Bonilla is nice. McBride's nice. You know, if one of these guys pans out and has a great career, it might be worth it for him. At least he gets depth, which is something he didn't have in the past. So um, I'm going to defend the Chris Don trade a little bit. Okay. I mean, yeah, I definitely understand. It's it's that same idea of if Dimitro. It's the the logic makes sense. He could have gotten more or a better package. Yes, yes, yes. I'm with okay. you. Okay. So there's now one more trade we got to cover. Okay. And it's uh, we talk about Chris Don being a top twenty spec, which is like such a big deal. Feels so good. He also traded a, the number 13 spec, who's not a pitcher, because we know pitchers are a little more volatile. Jose Galvez. A, a center fielder who uh, is an 80 potential OSA guy, one of the few out there. Very, very legit looking. You know, I don't know if he's a superstar, but there's not a lot of holes in his game. This guy's oh, the, be good. The, the hole is not being able to hit lefties. Yeah, which goes what's uh, what's covers near? a lot of people. But he'll play elite defense. He'll run. I, I love him in Seattle in three or four years. Just and he gets, like a Seattle guy. And he gets Tim Tassilo. Who uh, is a good player, but it's just another win-now move for a team that won 50 games last year. I think Did you that, know that Tim Tassilo – oh, go on. I think, I think that he's overrated, but that's okay. Tim Tassilo was the number one overall pick by the Los Angeles Angels in 2000. Our inaugural year. Yeah, but he's the first number one pick. And, and he did not sign. He's not very good. And he did not sign. I know, because then he went again in like 02 or 03. 03, he was picked number 18 by the Giants and then went from the Giants to Kansas City because everyone goes through Kansas City. And then Kansas City to Cincinnati and then Cincinnati to Seattle and then Seattle back to Cincinnati. Yeah, I think um, Matt probably just treated to, to CEO as like 
Tassillo as the one that got away. I think he probably regretted trading him to Seattle. And Although in that trade, you did get Galdamez and Jankowski along with the two. Yeah, I mean, it was a good return. Seattle's notorious for giving up good players. They don't mess around. But Jose Galvez is such a good spec. And as a guy I, who's shopping an all-star third baseman, I think I would have jumped at this return for Chris Meacham. I don't think anyone offered me a spec as impressive as Galvez for a superior player. I think that if I would have had prospects as a rebuilding team myself, if I would have had prospects like Galvez and Don, I would have kept them. Like it would Absolutely. take a lot for me to trade a top 13, top 20 in the game spec. Like you just don't do that. Like why? It do, I just it don't matter see, how you I don't view them. see the, the point. idea of they are viewed like this in game. That's right. why Noah Wallace has Correct. this aura around him. It's because right. even though some of it, I believe most league does not believe that changeup will come in. It's the fact right. that I am the number one spec in baseball. Right. Test when, me if you dare. When you are rebuilding and you have these kick-ass specs, keep them. Yeah. Keep them. And in regards to Noah trade. Wallace, I think uh, Murdoch Akbar's success has actually improved Wallace's stock. Because, hey, if it doesn't come in, maybe we get a three-war reliever. Who knows? Right. That's a good point. Because I think that's Wallace's track. I think he's going to be a reliever. Now, like you say, I think he's going to be a good one. But I think he's going to be a reliever. I'm with him. Anyway, I think uh, we spent probably too much time on our first two teams. Let's play our little game, Trent. Go ahead. All right. You've got the Cincinnati catching pair of Bullduck and Johnson or Glenn Dexter. This year only. Go. Dexter, because he'll be healthy. Yeah, that's the thing. Dexter's going to be healthy. Bullduck's really like a top three catcher with a bat in his hand. But he's never healthy, so. I'll miss half the year. Give me Dexter the full year. I think All I'm right. still gonna actually side with Cincinnati there. I like really? Bullock a lot. I like Bullock. Although, uh, I mean, my, my boy JD Wright is sitting back there. Even Adam Howell. I mean, he, he kicked ass in Omaha last year, so actually, yeah. Give me Cincinnati. Oh, that looking is. At, looking at Howell. That is wrong. I mean, Dexter, okay. Dexter, Dexter's a shell of himself. Oh, well that's true. I think he's gonna be better than that duo. Alright, first base. You've got the. Uh, that's Docker. not a question. Foley and Bilbrey. That you don't need. Foley hey, and hey, hey, let us play the game, Jake. Fine. Dockerty and Maldonado versus some combination of Foley and Bilbrey. Yep, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Bilbrey for sure. Yeah, no question. At second base, you've got some combination of Juan Bernal, or more likely Sergio Rivera. Or Borman, Rusty Borman in Philadelphia. Ooh, this one's close, actually. Sergio Rivera is old, but uh, old and probably overpaid. But yeah, old and definitely player. overpaid. One point yeah. three WAR over the last two years. Yeah, he's kind of uh, living on his uh, fifty-five overall. But I think I would prefer him to Borman. I think I would. Uh, give give me Borman. He uh, he had a rough two thousand eight year, um, but the two well, he was hurt, right? Yeah, uh, 2009, well, was last year, 08, yeah. he played yeah. all year and had negative uh, 0.4 war, but I think uh, a good spring training and, and that plus defense at second base, uh, give me give me Borman. Okay, toss-up. At third base, you've got Tassillo, Tassillo, or Robles in Philly from Minnesota. Tassillo, he mashed in Seattle, put him in okay. American life. Oh, baby. He hit 240 last year. Right. Uh, the year before. 
2008, 476 slugging, 820 OPS, 3.6 war. Yeah. And still 45 dingers, or 55 dingers over the last two years. Yeah, he'll, he'll be good. Uh, no question. Tosillo. Not only that, not a, not a touch on him. I don't know if this is going how you expected. This should be this should actually, be a, this should be a slam dunk. Let me it's say before, Eric, before you go, Eric Hill versus. Let me stop you. Let me Kudra. stop you. But I, I'm jumping in here real quick. Yep. Juan Robles in Philly is pretty good too. I think he's underrated guy. Uh, I'm still going to Cillo, but Juan Robles is going to hit a lot more singles than Tosillo. He's a nice player. It's closer than we think, but it's still to solo. He's going to hit the singles. He's going to hit the doubles. He's going to avoid striking out and going to play solid defense. He's not a bad player. Yeah, he's a solid got, player, Yeah. Anyway, continue. Sorry. So at shortstop, we've got Eric Hill versus Goudreau in Goudreau. Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm not a Goudreau believer. Um, I don't love the guy. But? But he absolutely killed it last year in his rookie year. At least uh, he was kind of living off of a good May and June. Fell off a little bit. But at the very least, he's going to give you perfect defense. So it's a good drill. All right, now we get to the fun part. One of the outfielders, you've got your choice. This is next year only. Dan Luciani and Brian Chevalier. Oof. Next year only, huh? I think I'm going – ooh, Jake, do you want to answer real quick? Um, I'm a Chevalier truther. Uh, he's gonna get hitter the, he's gonna get hitter the year, folks. Um, Luciani has showed me nothing with his bat over his two professional seasons. Um, in about, what, five, nearly 600 plate appearances. OPS around 700. Give me Chevalier. Yeah, um, just based off the stats, I have to go Chevalier. It pains me because there's such a difference in the defensive end. And, like, this would not shock me one bit if Luciani has the better year. No, it wouldn't shock me either, but based on what I've seen, Chevalier. It's weird. If I look at this, just ratings, I would go Luciani, and that might be surprising. They're close, but uh, I would lean Luciani ratings, but with the stats, you just got I'll say this. Even I win. I have Chevalier is 80-80. Yeah, that's uh, not quite there for me. Now, here's your bonus question. Long term, who you want? Chevalier. career. Chevalier. I'm telling you, I'm a Chevalier truther. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. I think Luciani might have some injury issues in his career. Um, I think I'm going to throw one, throw a bone to Matt here and say Luciani. Hopefully he stays healthy. It's tough, though. I mean, I feel like a dick for saying that. Like, maybe I'm just being a hipster to be a hipster, but I'm going to say Luciani. That was your bonus question. But by the way, they were 18, 19, as Jake pointed out on, uh, yeah, we got, we got some young yep. guys in the, yep. uh, in the Can player. Can you tell rankings. me who's 18? No. It's Luciani. It's the oh. And look who's there at 20. Under both Luciani and Chevalier. Chris Chris Scarf. Chris Scarf. Really? Interesting. Uh, I would not have done that. All right. In center field, you've got a lot of rookies to deal with. You've got Calderon, probably going to get the center field job in Cincinnati. Very unproven, but going to play great defense. Versus some combination, maybe a platoon of Paramo, Linfoot, maybe Bretts out there in Philadelphia. Are you a Calderon believer? Are you a Bretts believer? 
Are you a I'm, Paramo Linfoot believer? I'm a I'm not a Calderon believer. I'm a Calderon sneezer. I would just sneeze in that guy's face. I think he's going to be terrible, and I think he's going to regret giving up three picks to Toronto. Ugh. He Calderon is going to hit 20 home runs, 25 home runs, play great defense, and offer nothing else. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. I just 20... think he's going to hit 210. Yeah, he's going to hit 210, have an on-base percentage of 260, and, and slug 400. Yeah, can't stand him. He looks like an angel. Get him out of my sight. Uh, no, he, does, he doesn't have a high enough eye for me. Everything else is perfect. The, the 40 contact, the, the 65 home run potential. If he had 60 discipline, he'd already be an angel at this point. All right, I'm with you, Trent. What's next? In right field, you get Idrago versus uh, probably Renfro in Philadelphia. This is rough. Nobody good. Renfro has the ratings. He has he had a very good 2009 season between Lancaster and Wilkes-Barre, 23 home runs, OPS around 975. This uh, guy mashes righties. He mashes them. Can't hit lefties for shit. I'll say this. Uh, the, the ratings don't say it. I'm going to go Idrago. I'm going to do the opposite. I think Idrago's peaked already. I think he's a flash in the pan. Renfro all the way. I'll say Idrago, besides his little – his little uh, cup of coffee in 2008, he's hit wherever he's been. But besides that that 150 plate appearance stretch, he's never been at a level with an OPS plus below 111. I don't think he's peaked. OPS above 111. OPS, OPS, OPS plus. OPS plus over 111 at Renfro any level. Renfro had an OPS plus of 163 last year in the minors. I'm going to take Dana. Okay. Right. What else we got? Pitching staff. Well, we have we have to give uh, Matt his uh, his his appreciative uh, DH check at uh, for for Scarf for Sharf instead yeah. of Folio Brilbray because the DH he's got me. I mean, you got to take Scarf instead of Folbray or Bilbray yep. uh, there. I mean, for one year only, absolutely. You know, for the next five, eh, but for one year only, you got to give it to Scarf. And so now we move on to the pitching staff. So in the starting – the tough part here is that you don't know what Matt's going to do with the starters, right? You've got Justin Moeller. You've got Gators. You've got Doral, who pitched pretty I, well I, for him last year. I, I think the, the one, two, three is going to be um, Wadsworth, Juan Leal, Justin Muller. You're yep. going to have Doral there at number four. And then Versus, number five is going to be some sort of mix of Wallace, um, Rahelia Magana, Roger McBride, potentially Mike Washington. Um, I think he's going to go Gators. full jangles. He's going to go full jangles and throw Noah Wallace right in the right in the starting rotation. I, depending on how he does in spring training, I, I wouldn't blame him because he wasn't he wasn't terrible in Omaha last year. He wasn't good, but he wasn't terrible. No, he's he looks like he's ready for the majors. I don't know what role. At but. least in a relief role. Yeah. Versus the one, two, three in Philadelphia is going to be Wisner, Watkins, Rock, with some combination thereafter of Wagoner, Mears, Maloof, maybe John Kerr, maybe Frangili, Sticks. I, I, I want that sensory rotation. I mean, at the top there, you have, you have a better ace. You, I mean, Wads, Wadsworth isn't, isn't fantastic on his stretch, but he had three and a half war last year. He's not, he's, he's, Decent at, at keeping the ball in the ballpark, and in a in a home run ballpark of Baltimore, only gave up four home runs in fifty six innings. 
Yeah, I'm um, banking on Justin Muller being better than anyone Philadelphia has. And I see that too, and I think Juan Leal could be better than anyone Philly has too. Yeah, Philly's a little deeper, but I'm going to take Cincinnati. And then I think when we get to the when we get to the bullpen, I I I don't think it's a I don't think it's a question. I think Wilkinson, Robles, Reagan. I think those are those three. uh, uh, Just uh, Justin Justin uh, Justiniano. I think that's that's all better than anyone Philly has in their in their bullpen. He's got the better bullpen. It's closer than you. It's closer. uh, It's closer uh, in the rotation uh, than I think you guys think. But no, I think it is close. I do. Roberto Alomar. But uh, Roberto Alomar. But, uh, but, but, uh, but, but in the uh, bullpen, I think I agree. Cincinnati, uh, has me in the bullpen. He's so done a good had, job with his pen. Who, who has a better year this year, Cincy or Philly? I'm banking on Philadelphia. Um, just that run differential from last year makes me really question things. It was awful. I think Foley and Bill Bray come into themselves a little bit. I don't think it's a, a slam dunk, but. I would do that second rounder trade. I would do it. I think Philly's better set up for the future. I think Cincinnati's better this year. Hey, you have an opportunity to trade 2.2 or 2.1. You should jump on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, after we have now spent a half hour on Cincy versus Philly. Only us could talk yeah. about two of the worst five teams in the sky for half an hour. Uh, only five. us. Five. These are the worst two. Only us. Right. Well, see, last year, I mean, you Let, know. Let's maybe, jump but. to the other Team, I or, want you to know, Trent, I didn't enjoy that at all. You held me hostage. I don't let's want to jump to another team there in the, Atlant- uh, in the Atlantic, someone who's usually vocal, at least when the team is doing good, uh, the Miami Marlins. A uh, few yeah. moves, uh, Sergio Rojas, the longtime uh, Arizona Angel, the Arizona Diamondback, uh, has been acquired via free agency. Luis Andrade, who was a Red Sox last year, was an, is an addition to that bullpen. And Ignacio Parra, the mashing first baseman. Acquired from Washington. Yeah, you guys have wet dreams over this guy. I don't. I don't know. Mashing. Last year he, he had two point two WAR. I call him a masher. I call him a masher. You know what, Para? Also, um, we don't have access to the splits anymore. But he had an awful first three months. Actually, oh yeah, the monthly split. We don't. Yeah. So he had a really good September, October. I have faith in the guy. I was in the trade market for him, but I, I struck out. And also, uh, if, I think if he's you look do at really this, well. if you look at this Marlins roster, it is all the same type of player: high contact, um, high avoid K. They put the ball in play. I mean, I'm looking at you're looking at guys like Chris Sheldon, Jim Chancellor, Jim Petty's, Jake Hoskins. These are all guys with with 60, 65 contact and, and 70 avoid K. They're not gonna. They're not going to strike out, and they're going to put the ball in play. This, this is something Miami has always done. Yeah, that's kind of what they need to do in that ballpark. And uh, for once, I'm going to – God, I think it's like two podcasts in a row I've complimented Jay. Uh, which and makes not just that, good. but it looks which like – Makes you feel dirty, yeah. It yeah. looks like they have their defense under control this year. Well, honestly, it's refreshing to be able to talk shit to Jay without it really feeling like cyberbullying. Because when he, <laughs> he wins 60 games, like, I feel a little guilty. I mean, he's been so shitty. After he won the World Series in 2003, he has not he has not made the playoffs. He has not had more than 80 wins in a single season. Yeah, I think um I think he makes the playoffs this year. I think he slides into the third spot. That's a- I I shrugged that off when you talked about it on the last uh uh time we did this, and uh, uh I think he might be onto something. It's mostly because Baltimore. Most mostly because Baltimore's lost a lot. 
And you're right, they're gonna pitch out of their minds. Oh, yeah, that, that, they're, they're five deep in the rotation. Kozak, uh, really the good. Vega, Ron Gibney, TJ Vopel, and Hisato Nakamura. Very good. And, and then they can Ramon hand it off. Vega is gonna be their third starter. Say it out loud. He's kind of the X factor for that team. And then they can hand it off to the bullpen. John Ford, Willie Gallen, Joe Dufresne, Osamu Nakayama, who might have been the best, uh, the best rookie last year. And then it looks like Kobe Shop, uh, Shop is headed to the bullpen. Yeah, that's uh, – I think he's going to do well in the pen. I mean I, I'm looking at this contract extension. Four years, $3.6 million total, 900 a year. He's, so if he can get it together – Yeah, Kobe is one of the strangest players we've ever had in the history of Sky. Because he's going to give up home runs, and you'd feel like it, he's extreme fly ball 25 movement. That that plays in very few ballparks, but the one ballpark it, you'd think it plays in is Miami. It does, and you want to have some fun? Go look at his minor league stats because he was something else in the, in the minors. But I think he'll do, uh, do well. Killer purred. Copy. Just call him Copy. I mean, that, that 2003 Kobe. season it, in Edmonton in rookie in, in advanced rookie, 17 starts and ERA uh, under two, 137 strikeouts against nine walks and four home runs. Yeah, so, no, I, I, I want to see a game where Nakamura gives it over to Nakayama. Nakayama. Yeah. Uh, it happens a that, lot. That that is awesome. That is just too good to be true, right there. All right. And then uh, uh, a good young catcher they have, uh, uh, Chevrolet. The cheese man, Chevrolet. Yeah. I mean, he, he played he, only fifty games last year, and they won a lot more games when he was behind the plate. He he started the year in single A, played two weeks there, then went up to high A, played two weeks there, and then was immediately promoted to the majors. That's mm-hmm. how they do it in Miami. Just keep you. As oh, that's exactly as how they do it. But anyway. um, but that's what they needed because the, the, their 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 opening day starting catcher spent 2008 in low A, skipped yeah, single A, high A, double A, triple A, and went right up to the majors. They'll give you the bird if you tell them that's wrong, but it's, uh, well, course, it is wrong. I don't care what you say. That's wrong. It it's wrong. Oh, I don't I think, think it's the right way to do things, but it works for him. The other, I I don't even dislike the Mike Cook signing. I think that's all right. He's going to DH for him. He'll be all right. I don't know if he's going to DH at all. Actually, I'm not I mean, sure. It, Worst case scenario, one point three million. He's, he's a captain, captain in the locker room. That's yeah. what it is. That's I think he, that was his only purpose. Um, he's he's gonna hit doubles. Um, he's I don't always know if been pa- an anomaly too. He's had some the, insane years. So the, the power's not gonna play in Miami, but the doubles the doubles should. It's my you remember turn. him in Houston? Oh my! And then he went to. And then he went to. Most years of anyone we've ever had. He started in Houston, then went to Vegas and kept mashing. Yeah, he's he's a strange guy. So who knows what he's going to be? I don't think he'll play much, but he's a captain. The, the important okay. thing for Miami, I think, is you need Ramon Vega to play like a top five spec because I would say he's probably the rookie of the year favorite in the East. And if you get a rookie of the year season, this team's a lot better. I mean, if you look at those four starts he had last year, mama mia. Yeah, against one was against the Braves too. So that you know, was a against I'm the not, Braves B team though. I'm not even no, sure no, no, Baltimore no. finishes fourth in the Atlantic. I think they finished fifth behind both Miami and Tampa Bay. In it work. is not Tampa Bay. Next up on our list are the Virginia. Virginia Black Bears. Oh, one more thing on Miami. This bullpen was great last year, but look at their setup, man. It's John Ford who signed that ridiculously long deal. Does not have the numbers, and Joe Dufresne, who is a uh, a guy who can had seven walks per nine in the minors last year. Those guys are inconsistent, but if they're good, like they can be, this team could be super scary. 
So right. the other team that was in Florida has now left, and they have moved to Virginia. The Virginia Black Bears, formerly the Tampa Bay Rays, a fairly quiet offseason for them. What's new with Alberto? A couple acquisitions, Pat Brown, Luis Trito, uh, lost Joe Rebert, Greg Dunn, who was – somehow – Greg Dunn had one of the weirdest years a couple of years ago. I think that was 2007, where he won like Silver Slugger, Gold Glove, whatever. He had five war somehow. Uh, Gilberto Godoy and Kellen Beal. Um, it's it's a quiet year for him. Mostly the same team that he had last year. Yeah, I actually uh, he only made two acquisitions, but I actually really like Pat Brown signing there. I think Pat Brown's a good player, and I'm surprised he couldn't find a home in free agency for less for no he signed for 1.7 I think. Uh, thought he deserved it for him. Pat Brown player. actually spent two, uh, a season and a half in the uh, California system. And one of the uh, original Atlanta Braves. 1996, third-round draft pick. He's a good player. Um, if the team's essentially the same. Their one through three rotation is as good as anyone in baseball. Four and five's a little shaky. I, uh, I, I Not even – four's not shaky. I, I like Juarez. Oh, I like Juarez a lot. I mean, you've got Flores, Gomez, Meza, Juarez. That, that's a strong top four. He's got guys in the bullpen that would start on like lots of other teams. Flickinger would be a starter on most teams. Cabrera. Tarbox could start. Now Tarbox is going to be a rookie, and he's another guy I wanted to talk about because either if he's in the pen or the rotation, this kid looks really good. He's going to be probably the biggest difference maker for this team. I mean, uh, I I have him at, at seven as a reliever, seventy stuff. He's got a seventy fastball, sixty five slider. There's 97 to 99. He's a fly ball pitcher with 40 movement, so he's gonna be he's gonna give up the home run bug. Uh, in Tampa Bay, it's er, sorry, Virginia, it's not gonna be as bad. Um, yeah, don't you love that they moved to Virginia and they rebuilt the exact same trop to the exact same <laughs> because they loved the trop so much. They said let's just do it exactly the same. They, Although I they don't put think it it's I really really <laughs> hope it's not don't. Right. Mike, if it's domed, please change that. I don't think you'll get any uh, any heat from that. Uh, but well, there's not much to say. Sorry, Alberto. It, uh, it's it's the same team. Seven games last year. It, they did. It's um, it's it's a quality team. They're, they're always going to be competitive because of that pitching staff. How many people are surprised if they make the playoffs? I'm not. I'm not. I'm just, I would be surprised. I don't think they can score, and they're in a division with some of the best, with I think the best pitching in baseball. The offense is going to struggle, but that pitching can keep them in games. Sure, sure. I just think it takes 90 games to make the playoffs in the Atlantic. Yep. Next up, a team that has finally gotten some tender loving care. Again, thank you so much, Ignacio. The Washington Nationals. They tore it down a bit. Uh, they acquired Jake Haas in free agency. I'm a big fan of that signing. That's a really uh, good. That's a really good under the radar. Kellen Beal, Pat Clear, and I think it maybe even better signing Dan Matheson who has been the definition of consistent outside of his one year in Tampa Bay. If you look at if you look at his stats, OPS plus of at least 100 in every year. Uh, the fielding might be gone, but he was a, at a time a, a four-time Gold Glove Award winner. Uh, you, you throw him next to Murillo, that, that defense might come back. Um, no one's expecting this team to compete for anything. The only thing they're competing for is 1-1. Uh, there's not a lot of talent uh, anywhere. They've got two decent closers that are two decent relievers that could probably get moved to the deadline. Uh, actually, three: Alan Medford, Pat Clear, and Kellen Beal. They have an okay uh, starting prospect in Tony Cabin, but but outside that, there's not a lot. Yeah, I think this is the worst team in the Atlantic. We already talked yeah. about two horrible teams. I think this is the worst. I mean, I, I would not be surprised if Jaden Bodrick starts 20 games for this team, just because. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think that Haas might move might move at the deadline too. That's one of the reasons I like that signing. Really team friendly. Nine million for two years. Hits the crap out of the ball. I've always liked Jake Haas. Were you guys surprised that Jake Haas got more money than Eric Donnelly? Yeah, I really was. Don so Donnelly was at one point in time my plan B. He he was on my short list. Don Donnelly is Donnelly's the definition of what I look for in a player. I mean they're almost the same player, but Donnelly got you know what I say it, this and Donnelly actually got more money, but I think this is a product of San Diego. Joe. Oh, it's one hundred percent a dumbass and overpaying him because I don't think anyone threw money at Eric Donnelly. Um, I, I would have if he had lasted a couple more weeks because he's what I look for: sixty gaps, seventy home run power, seventy discipline. But uh, Jacos, good signing. Kellen Beal, good signing. He lost Para. He lost his best hitter. But uh, with that Para deal, he did get Vince Ulrich, who's the number seventy-six prospect in baseball. Uh, Bobby Deming, who was at one point in time a very high draft pick, he's I, since I like, fallen I down. I like that. I like that first baseman they got, Deming, a lot. I like him a lot. I mean, Deming looks like he's going to be good. I didn't, think yeah, he's, I think he's an everyday first baseman. Oh yeah. Um, I think if he could maybe move him back to the outfield, maybe. Um, I think he's but, a good guy, but he's going to be a good one. He's, he's going to be a good one. He got a, he got a very very good return as a part of that deal. It was a nice fair trade. Yeah. I think. We don't see we don't see a lot of those we don't see a lot of those but it was a nice fair trade. So going from one of the worst teams in the Atlantic to, sorry, D. Rich, but the best team in the Atlantic following their blockbuster tonight, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, Before tonight, there had been two signings: uh, a relief pitcher, Joe Kramer, and a backup outfielder, uh, Jeremy Wenger, which was not what they needed, but they went out and signed a captain, and then they rock the skyline world and trade for Luis Contreras. For nothing. Breaking news. For nothing. Because why not? No, they gave up Ken Puckstar, who's a top 100 spec, a 35-year-old Eric Helgeson, uh, a, a 25-movement uh, reliever in Daniel Aguilera, a 3 and two fives. For nothing. Yeah, it was for nothing. I think there's also a really good chance that he opts into this contract. Um, Kansas and City even then, Kansas City's on the hook for 25% of that. Yeah, if he opts in, which Matt's banking on him opting out. I think there's a good chance. 27's a lot. If he has a down year, which I think's going to happen, I think he gives you three and a half, four war in that range. Oh, I'll set the over under on his. I'll set the over under on his war at five. I'm really? taking the under. Taking the under. Yeah. I would gladly take the under. I'll bet you. I'll trade second round picks on that one for you. <laughs> no thanks. Um, so I'm, I mean, looking at his outfield and his DH, you've got Sergio Castro in left, Nate Ford in center, Rodolfo Ortega in right field, and Luis Paredes at DH. Where does Contreras fit? I have no fucking clue, man. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. My from, first from, thought, honestly, which sounds crazy, I'm like, is Nate Ford a platoon guy all of a sudden? That was my first initial reaction. From, gotta, from looking at this, I mean, you you don't trade for someone who's going to make twenty million and then platoon him. That that you don't do that. Looking against righties, I'm guessing you sit Rodolfo Ortega, um, just because that's the lowest contact. Ratings guy against lefties, you sit Paredes. Yeah, it's, um, uh, it's just not ideal, man. I don't know if you needed this trade. I before this trade, before this trade, I thought Fort was going to DH. Now I, I don't so. know who that. I don't know who they're going to put where. I believe Fort is the DH with this trade because I believe Paredes uh, moves to the bench and Contreras takes over in center. Yeah, I think I don't think um, I don't think this trade makes them much better. This, I guess my. Is he that much of an upgrade over Paredes? No, he's really Based not. Based on what you need from him. I think Paredes might be the better player. 
I don't know. It's a bold that, statement. That, that I don't, is a I don't, bold I don't statement right there. I don't agree with that at all. I think he might be the better hitter next year is what I'm saying. Just like if you look at slash lines. But like also if you're you? looking at the return, you're getting – Pucks are – yeah, he's a, he's a 100 spec. He's a, he's a top 100 spec. You look at Aguilera, 80 stuff with a elite slider, elite changeup, but 25 movement. Um, potential for that 60 control, he could be a starter. I think best case scenario, Dave Carter. Um, and then a 35 year old, right. And, and then a 35 year old, um, and, and a third and two fifths draft picks or whatever, especially when they're at the end. It, I like, certainly it, don't blame Jason for this. Oh no, like this is a, this is a trade that presents itself. I, I jump, I jump at it too. You just got, you, you have more talent on your team now. I just don't think it makes that big of a difference. It doesn't tip the needle. Um, so I think Contreras, I'm also been a Contreras hater for a long time. Uh, I have even been in trade talks, but I've just never thought that he was anything more than what he's given you the last few years because he's been consistent. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I screwed that up. In there, but I screwed that up, and now he's an infernal mother yeah. fuck. Yeah, let's, we can blame Trent for this. Just all if, you're expect, if you're expecting a 40 home run, seven war year, you're not you're getting fucking it. Fucking high. You're not getting. Oh it. no, that, that's not happening. But I do think five wars the over under. You can take the under. I might too. Especially in Pittsburgh, I think you take the under. But the big reason why Contreras' war was so impressive was his defense kind of got good last year. He was a net, you know, he was neutral in, in center field. But when, it, it, in and I was comparing that to the year before, and I don't see a huge difference. You don't see a huge difference in center. I, I see the zone rating change, but looking at the auxiliary oh, stats, I'm not seeing. Yeah. I'm not seeing much. Same yeah. same efficiency, higher uh, range factor, lower percentage, and fewer assists. Yeah, I and uh, his defensive ratings look pretty good too. I just I, would it it shock be, if he had another ten zone rating, another negative ten zone rating here. No, it would not surprise me in the slightest. But in, yeah. in the flip side, if Jason's smart enough, if he sees that happening, he throw he moves Sergio Castro over into center. Yeah, and and Contreras could play the corners just fine. Um, and, just, and that, that was my original thought. So, cause I had an offering for Contreras and I was thinking to myself, well, where does he fit? I, I think, okay, in the corner. And then I'm like, okay, I've, I've already got the corners filled. I don't think he's going to fill in at center. So the, the reason I was souring on Contreras is because I thought a lot of that value was derived from him playing center field and him not being an elite center fielder anymore. Well, well and, think, it, and it isn't. None of it's from that. Do you think Pittsburgh's done making trades? Are they going to move an outfielder now? I think they move either per, I think they move Paredes. If they can, I think they should. Because um, he can fetch a return. Yeah, he's a great player, man. He's owed twelve million over the next two years. Yeah, he's outspoken, whatever. But the, would you rather the, have if we include contracts? Contreras, or Paredes. Oh, Paredes. Yeah, he makes oh, twelve Paredes. million. And you're not going to get the same return you got. You're not, not going to not going to have to give up as much. I can DH Paredes. Yeah, I, I don't know about this move. I don't love it from Jason. I, I I don't think you blame Jason, but I don't think I love it from his standpoint either. And yeah, uh, I think if you if you include contracts, Paredes is the pick. I mean, that's where you go. A lot depends on if Contreras opts in to that deal. It's a quarter of the money. I mean, even if he doesn't, it's a quarter of the money. Is that all it was? One he only is retaining a quarter. Yeah. So no, no, no. I mean. In, in, uh, Paredes well, yeah. is making a quarter of the money that Contreras is. The, the, the no, Contreras con- is making. Kansas City's only retaining 25%. Yeah. That's a big deal. I thought it was 50 and mm-hmm. I first looked at it. It's 25. Man. Yeah, that makes me – I think this is uh, not a great move from Jason. 
Not often we say that. Now, going on to a team that you wouldn't dare say a bad word about, the Atlanta Braves. Hey, we have one more thing to say about this uh, Pittsburgh team. Um, they lost Woodson, who's a good player for them. They lost Elvis good. Connors, who was good for them. They take a hit here, I think. I don't know Elvis, how much... Con- Elvis Connors was a, was a backup outfielder there. Um, it, depending on when Cussie comes back, which I believe is going to be six weeks, should be back for the beginning of the season. It looks like It'll Allen, Helton, Barringer. Elvis Connors was a backup, healthy. but he was fantastic in Pittsburgh. That he was. He, he, Elvis, Elvis has sadly left the building. Do you know – a couple of things. First of all, this team's bullpen is just off the chain. And number two, the uh, Jake noticed this. Noticeably absent from pitching in the uh, preseason predictions was Troy Pelton. Not there. Interesting. Something, just something to something to look for. Just file that you know away. What? It's he's a weird player, man. I don't think we have a, a guy like Troy Pelton. Eddie Hill is probably the closest ratings wise. But the numbers, the stats of you're only striking out six guys for nine innings. And uh, still getting seven and a half war. Yeah, how does really he do bizarre. that? Because really he's not giving up the home run. It's, it's fit-based. He gave pitch 240 up, innings last year, too. And he's given up 19 home runs in 450 innings. Yeah. It's weird because he doesn't really have that plus-plus uh, pitch that a lot of guys have. He just he has four – he has two great pitches and two good pitches. Yeah. He's a nice player. I don't think he's a top ten pitcher in the sky. That's but, a. I would disagree with you there. Seventy five movement, sixty five control. I don't care if you've got thirty stuff. Seventy five. I'm, go, I'm going off OSA ratings because that's about what my scout has. Okay. So fifty five, seventy, sixty. Nothing spectacular. The war is beautiful. The war is great. A lot of I that's because he's pitching so many innings. I remember a conversation I had with uh, D Rich over. Uh, Slack where he said that Troy Pelton was whom? Do you remember this, T. Rich? Mike, the man Manion. The man Ion. The man Ion. He's a great, great comparison because, great, granted, Manion's, man Ion's, his prime was, what, 2001 or even before Sky? We didn't really. It's a while ago. In 2003, he, OSA had him as 55 stuff. 70 movement, 55 control. Which is almost like exactly what Pelton is. So, man, out, man, I was three season, four war, 7.8 Ks through nine, three, four, eight ERA for those Philadelphia Phillies. If Pelton doesn't have 75 stamina instead of 55, I don't think he's that, uh, I don't love him nearly as much. Something should be said about eating innings. Oh no. The, two, the 240 innings, innings, is, innings is impressive. Absolutely. And that's his best asset. Is that he uh, doesn't get rocked very often, and he can, can go seven innings a night. Really impressive. Okay. Now can we go to? We can. We can. So I'll let you guys talk- handle this team. Oh, so we're going to handle it. Awesome. So we get a bash on them. So look at this rotation. Got Eddie Hill there at the top. You're looking at what OSA has. He's taken a bit of a hit. He has. Um, yes. Seventy-five or down to fifty-five stuff. Compared to what he was at his peak, compared to what he was a couple of years ago, I I wouldn't be surprised if his K's take a hit this year down into the to the low sevens range. The the ERA has been up each of the last two years. The home runs have creeped <laughs> up just a bit. Well, uh, home runs have nothing to do with He's always been a high Babbitt guy though. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, 
Yeah, but do, do you really get uh, a 50 point raise in Babbitt? Do you really think that's the reason that his earned run average went up two full runs? When did it come up two full runs? In 2007 with Atlanta, he had an ERA of 2.76. Last year, we're up to 4.48. So I mean, a run in a three quarters. A huge chunk of that is the Babbitt. That's a, 50 points is a fucking lot. The home runs doubled too. I can't forget that. Uh, the home runs were uncharacteristic. Uncharac- Uncharacteristically high for a guy with 70 movement for the last two years. Yeah. Looking at the uh, looking at the lineup, it's just another D-rich lineup. We've got Boren, Silky, Cavelli. Those are all quality. Gomez is arguably the best player in baseball when he's healthy. Bill Butcherco, that's going to be interesting. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how long he lasts in center field. He's a he, he's a polarizing guy because OSA has him as a 60-60. Um, 60 home run power, 65 gap, 65 cent defense in center. He's a switch hitter with 40 contact and 30 contact against lefties. He, he's not. You know what? You know what? He is not. He is not a D rich guy. 40 contact, 50 avoid Ks. I know. Look at that. It is not a D rich guy. But if I'm you not, ask him happened. what he thinks of Butcherko, he will tell you that he has what dreams about him. Yeah, I, I sure do. My scout has him. I'll I'll divulge this top secret information. My scout has him as a 70 overall and a 75 potential. I mean, he's. Uh, Close to maxed out the ratings. He's not perfect. Can't play him against lefties. Perfect defense. He can run. He also uh, hit 550 in the playoffs for me. I believe in the guy. I think he uh, has a strong rookie of the year case depending on how many lefties we face. If he can get to 120 games, I think he'll be uh, a three. Is, what's his role when Manriquez is ready? I think we'll have a very different team when Manriquez is a. Uh, I mean, you got you got Manriquez for Bobby Bailey, Dane Abel, and a two. I did. Yeah, that's yeah. just highway robbery. Uh, I yeah. talked with uh-huh. you when Manriquez got traded for Lang. You said Casey robbed Oakland. I, I couldn't believe and it. And then um, you turned around and robbed Kansas City yourself. Manriquez is my favorite spec in Sky. Glad he's wearing Atlanta. Would you Brady rather have Manriquez or Juan Aguilar? Manriquez and not close. Oh, yeah, that might be wrong. Hmm. Mm. Just going um, off my gut here, pal. And another uh, some of the, uh, an acquisition that I don't think a lot of people are going to look at, but I know I caught my eye. Nate Beauville. He was one of my favorite specs in that uh, 2005 draft. I wanted him. I wanted him bad. This was so, another guy um, I was after. Kansas City snatched him up, and the next day I snatched Kansas City. Very happy with uh, this trade. He's one of the best defensive shortstops there is. I hope he can hit. But again, another switch hitter. I'm starting. And you know what else he is? He's a non-D-rich guy. Forty contact, forty-five avoid case. What has happened to D-rich? <laughs> I'll say this: he's a switch hitter that can hit both sides. He's actually yeah. a little stronger against lefties than he is righties. Yeah, and uh, again, he's a guy my scout really likes. So I'm putting a little faith in my scout, but it's a low risk move because if he does become my starting starting shortstop, I think he's a Gold Glover. I think he's the best defensive shortstop. Oh, yeah. Well, he can play defense. That much is clear. Uh, and then I think an under-the-radar signing that not a lot of people noticed again, Tyrese McLaren, a former yeah. Hitter of the Year winner. I was really surprised that nobody had the uh, owner goal sign a former Hitter of the Year because I snatched him up for $1.3 million. He's going to be a backup, but he's a right-handed guy who can DH for me against lefties. He can jump in for Butrico just in the lineup, and uh, I think he'll make my team quite a bit better. I mean, against lefties, you're going to throw Gomez in center, Baez in the outfield, I'm gonna have uh, to get creative, but yeah, something okay. like that. And then McLaren at, at DH. Yeah, something like that. 
I mean, the the pitching speaks for itself. If Clay can get his head out of his ass come playoff time, you'll be fine. Yeah. Noriega and Lias are, are what they are, and they're strong setup guys. Lias, it looks like he definitely took a step back. Well, let's be clear. This team is really good. Although, actually, now that I'm looking at you, have Lias listed as a starter. I don't know if I do. I'm not looking at it. I'm um, looking at this. I see Lias listed as a starter. That might explain it because he has not taken a step back. He's just great, as always. Interesting. Do you, do you have any plans on starting Leos with that number five starting pitcher roll up in the air? I don't. Um, I have a rookie coming in, a guy named Tyler Trim, who I uh, in just o- stole. In OSA stole Darling. Oh, OSA Darling, a D-Rich Darling, future husband, and I snatched him out of the pocket of our boy in Chicago. Zach. Uh, yeah, Zach should be kicking himself about this. Zach never lost the trade, Miller. He lost this one, and I think Tyler Trim's going to be really good for me. I believe he also lost the Leas trade. He's lost a lot of trades. Don't and his him. name is alliterative, Tyler Trim. I like that too. Yeah, and he has horrible facial hair, which makes him fit in with the rest of the Atlanta Braves. Also, Chris Davidson, who you traded to uh, Chicago for Tony Leas, uh, is retired. Yep. So, thanks. Throw that out there. Let's face it. This team is really good. They're going to finish in playoff spots in the Atlantic. All that matters yeah. is how they perform in the playoffs. That's all that matters. That's Pittsburgh right. and Lance are going to be one two in in some form. I think yeah. that that much is. I'm is, I'm taking the Braves this year. I think Pittsburgh has regressed just a skosh. As does the preseason predictions. No I'm, no offense is going to be score more runs than this Atlanta offense. Another trade I think is worth mentioning. I don't want to take too much time on myself because who cares? But Mark McCullough mm-hmm. is a uh, Stan Lofgren first baseman I snagged from from Milwaukee. I had a feeling his ratings were going to bump come January 1. They did, so I traded for him at the end of December, and he looks fucking unbelievable. Is he going to follow in uh, in Cavelli's steps? (laughs) He might. He might. He's going to DH full-time. He's going to DH against right-handed hitters, and he's 65 contact, 80 gap, 70 home run against righties. I think he's going to be a huge boost to the lineup. It's a better version of what Wedgwood for, was for me last year. So, Dierich, would you consider yourself the most outspoken player, the most outspoken GM in Slack? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Okay, someone that might give you a run for your money this next GM, JP in Baltimore. Yeah, JP comes around once a week, but when he does, you know, he just tells out. everyone to go fuck off, and he just starts becoming all Boston on us. I mean, you want to talk about one, two, three? Feel Page Gravel. Very, very top strong. of that lineup, that that's as strong as it, that's that's about as strong as you're going to see in the league until we get to a to a team over there in uh, California. Um, four and five are Sanders, but uh, Bonai, Bonayunta, it's Cisco, Bona, Cisco, 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 Cisco. Bona, it's Cisco, Bona Ayunta. The issue is that if any one of those guys gets hurt, he's screwed. Yeah, no, he is screwed. You know what? That goes for not just his pitchers, but that goes for a lot of the team. The whole team. He has, yeah. he has two backup right fielders. He's got Covington and Ramos. Beyond that, he's screwed. And, and he needs he those because he's got Estrada in the right, Who's going to get hurt, right? Oh, so, so here's my question. Hurt. Ramirez so, is going to get hurt. Tyler Campbell is going to get hurt. This okay. team is not going to play this very team many is, games. This team is set up to fail Yes. because of its lack of depth. So here's Don't my question for you. If, if you had to guess – if we uh, revealed the everyone's injury proneness settings, what would you say f- future Ostrato's proneness is? I think it would just say corpse, just have a skull and crossbones. I don't know. It's the worst one you can get. So it's, I believe, Iron Man durable, normal, 
uh, fragile wrecked. This kid is wrecked, and he's been wrecked for a long time. He's 26 years old and a scroll guy. I think you got to go with wrecked. He's yeah, he's a scroll and a half guy. You know that bar is getting smaller. Okay, and smaller. what about the soon-to-be 24-year-old Tyler Campbell? I'm gonna think he's uh, not wrecked yet. But on on his way to being wrecked. On his way. On his I way. would I would I would say that he's just fragile. Yes, I would agree. Um, this is a team that if if somehow they stay healthy, this is a team that that probably could push for ninety wins. Absolutely, they're. Uh, they've done it. They've done it the last two years. They've if done they it the stay, last two years. If they stay healthy, they make the playoffs. They're not going to stay healthy. I think no, it's was that. I, I like the acquisition of Juan Pimentel there at third base. I think he bounces back this year. Imatru, we mentioned earlier, nice deal. J.P. Ravenel's a nice reliever. And Dusty uh, Frank's a nice reliever, too. He got some pieces. But, uh, he's, again, if they stay healthy. He, if he loses one, if he loses one of Gravel, Pedro Thiel for an extended amount of time, which has happened the last few years, and if he loses one of these out, if he loses Ramirez, if he loses Ramirez for any period of time. And not only are those guys, I mean, we say they're great, but Page and Gravel have actually been Really inconsistent for the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, this is so in odd number of years over the last five years, Page has been great. In even number of years, he hasn't had an ERA uh, below four seven. Um, so hopefully you can return to two thousand four form, but that's asking for a lot from a soon to be thirty three year old. Yeah, and a lot of that depends on his defense, which was super fucking terrible in the past. Uh, if they can fill, if they can fill center field, which it doesn't, uh, which with Dimitro it, it might just be. Yeah, we'll see. But um, the but, defense also depends on those position players staying healthy, which yeah. we both, we all agree, ain't gonna happen. So right. prediction, predictions for the Atlantic, as we just spent an hour on them. Ooh, an hour. We gotta pick up the pace. Um, I think it's gonna be. I will say, just be a homer pick, and I think it's gonna be me and then Pittsburgh. Miami will come in third. I think Baltimore still finishes fourth, followed by Virginia, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, and. Washington in the cellar. I will go Atlanta, Pitt, Virginia, uh, Miami, Baltimore, Philly, Cincy, Washington. I'm going Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Miami, Virginia, Baltimore, Cincy, Philly, Washington. Oof. I love that Atlanta love. I'm feeling it. Feeling warm. Watch Atlanta miss the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get real. Let's get real here. We're going right. to stay in the East. Going to go to the other Eastern uh, division. We're going to go with the North. We're going to start with the Boston Red Sox. Uh, they're going for a soft rebuild, right? Yeah, it's making me soft thinking about this rebuild. Cause it, yeah, it's not pretty. Nothing soft about it. A um, couple big moves. Uh, traded Steve Vines to California for Chris McCulley, Rogelio Abundes, and a 2010 fifth. And then beyond that, just a couple moves uh, at the edges. Dan Cadge from Seattle for Danny Sosa, quality spec. Uh, Tim Noon from Chicago for uh, two prospects. Signed Kasahar in free agency, Colson in free agency, and Salada in free agency. So lost Vines, went out, signed, uh, signed Salada, traded for Noon. McCulley, I've been – Boston has told me McCulley was the key to the Akbar trade when that was first going to go through. He loves McCulley. I yep. love McCulley too. Love him. I think he's fantastic. He throws everything. He's a he's, shrug to me. I don't really care. I don't believe. I don't believe he can throw strikes. 
he, he has had that issue in the past. Uh, in AAA the last two seasons, route four walks per nine. My scout has him as a 45 control potential. Um, but he throws six pitches. He doesn't throw any of them poorly. He's a ground ball guy. He's a captain. He throws lefty. And he's got 70 stamina. So is when he he's on, he can go deep. I think he is, yes. According to Boston, he's going to be his number four or five starter. I have that directly, directly from David's mouth. I'm looking at Daunton Yak, Anderson, Horner, Snyder, McCulley. I will, uh, I think CJ Snyder has to be there. I could see Snyder going to the bullpen, uh, just because of his season last year, which I think might actually be a good thing. And then yeah. McCulley taking that number five spot. Yeah. And the last spots will be flexible. They're young guys. Uh, I hope for Boston's sake that they all pitch well, because if not, this team's going to struggle. Um, we're forgetting the biggest loss this team had, which is, they lost Chris Scarf. They lost Scarf. Uh, lost they've got, Scarf. at least they have Mike George. Who can't stay healthy, but he's a player. And they signed Kasahara, who, who knows? Who you can know? DH if nothing else? He's gonna DH. So, um, yeah. if he can return to that Mets form, if he, hell, if he can return to 2008 Miami form. Just anything. With that 869 OPS. That dump he took on the field in Miami last year. He just gotta avoid that. I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna have the plate, he's gonna be able to hit doubles in, in the, in this ballpark. Um, he's still got Eric Menard, um, came, coming off a down year, but still quality. He's still got trusty Marty Juarez. He's still got Ken Golar. Uh, the young Zachary Popovich, uh, at, at catcher, Brett I Colson. like that catcher Popovich. I think he's gonna be a good one. I like I mean, him. Brad Colson is only two years removed from, from OPSing 944. Yeah, I think this team is, this team just does not look very good. I mean, no, they just don't look very good. It, it looks like a middle of the road team to me. Yeah, I think that's generous. Um, a lot depends on the rotation. The offense will score runs. It's not a great offense. Last year it was number one, uh, until all the trades. That's ship sailed. The bullpen is a huge question mark. They, they lost got, Bitterson they, as well. They have some pieces. They have Noon, Forstall, uh, Ensley, Salada. They have Canales. Salada picks up a lot of the slack. Um, and Snyder, if he goes to the bullpen, because he's got that plus, plus, plus fastball. I'm, I'm very worried for David's sake that he's gonna, he should I, regret all these horrible trades, but after he wins 78 games or 74 games. I think games, this is the year they're gonna have a very, very similar to 2006 season where they, they won 63 games, they got that high traffic, they got Simon, and they just went right back on track. I think great. that this, if you could squint and see this team finishing last in the North. I think yeah. you could too. Um, the North's, I don't think a strong division, but and it's, it's deep. They don't have a lot of weak links. And look They're at the what the, look at look at what the preseason predictions have Boston at sixty eight and eighty eight in the northern cellar. Wouldn't shock me. Would not Would shock not me shock either. Me. Uh, anyone? Anything else we need to talk about with Boston? No, here's I think a, here's here, twenty twelve. Well, here's a question. Shh. Did this team have a chance, just lost a playoff series, or did they screw something up? Oh, they fucked everything up. They had Haynes. They had Akbar. They they had a, a potential generational closer. They had a generational catcher. I'm not – I'm not. I don't uh, – you think I'm uh, – You have the best uh, catcher in Sky. Be, best catcher in Sky, and, and it's not close. And now you're um, going to hand the reins over to a kid who's two years away. So I, I think they messed up. I, I, I mean they, they would have won the North last year. And, and they had the offense to to score against the Mets. Exactly, and who knows, man? The Mets would have to win an extra series. Maybe the Mets don't beat Toronto. 
the whole fucking universe might just be backwards if David doesn't screw up. You never know. Yeah. Up All next, right, now we can be done. Yep. Up next, Cleveland, who before Contreras probably made the biggest deal of the offseason. They traded away Ron Leffler to Chicago for Jordan Busby, Jorge Cisneros, Juan Fierros, Miguel Carrillo, and Josh Corpening. Yeah, I think that we touched on this was trade before. a deal. It was a blockbuster, and it's going to have huge repercussions for the Indians this year because I don't think this team's that bad, and they might really miss Leffler come uh, come September. Um, oh, absolutely. You don't not miss a guy like Leffler. Of course, but they might say, hey, shit, we could have won this division if we had Leffler. But I'll say this. Do you think, looking at what where the Mets are right now, they've got a they've got an older core. No one really in the in the North has a game plan for the future. This sets them up for the future. It does. It does. I uh, like I said, I think it's a good deal for Grayson. Um, just think they have a they might have more of a chance in 2010 than we think. And remember, this is a 2010 pod, so they might win eight games less than they would have. Do you think do you think Cisneros develops that changeup? Uh, if you ask me that question about ninety nine percent of players, I say no. Cisneros is no exception. I don't think it's coming. They almost never do. It takes a miracle. Uh, stick him in the bullpen. That's that. I'll say I'm, this, not, I'm not sure it matters. I still think he won that trade. I mean, oh, Miguel Correa is a top ten spec. Bus, Busby is yep. is a masher. Oh, he's the. All those guys are going to be studs. Every single one of them. Yeah, the pitchers I'm not a huge fan of. But, right, uh, but all those hitters really good. are going to be awesome. Although, like, I, I, fantastic. They're not even my favorite player in this Cleveland uh, organization. You know who my favorite player in this Cleveland organization is? Uh, can I guess the catcher? No, the it catcher is not the catcher. Someone on the Major League roster. If, if you're going to say Jim Lundgren and make a joke, I'm going to – No, I'm not going to say Jim Lundgren. Right, I don't know. Luis Alicia. He has favorite, that huh? beautiful 55 contact to go with 75 home run power. He's not going to hit doubles. He's not going to walk, but he's going to put the ball in play, and when he does, oh boy, it is going a long way. Yeah, I'm surprised Trent hasn't traded for him, considering Trent says that gap power means nothing. Just, yeah. just take a look at that 2008 season in A Akron. 119 games, 51 home runs, 136 walks. He or 136 RBIs. He walked 51 times and had a WAR of 6.7. I mean, that's a home run every 10 plate appearances, and that's that's Barry Bonds in his prime. And then he goes to Columbus and hits another 40 home runs. I mean, this is a dude. It doesn't matter what ballpark he's in; he's going to mash. He's in a ballpark where uh, righties are at a five percent disadvantage because of that uh, left field wall, but I don't care. This, my, this dude, my, my, my scout has his ratings as a palindrome, 55, 30, 75, 30, 55. And I think that plays in nearly – in most lineups. Right, and the answer, to, the answer to your question, D. Rich, is because he cannot walk. I don't like guys that don't walk. All right. Okay. Fair. Let's set the over-under on his home run total. I'm going to set it at 36 and a half. Take me over. I'll take if the he under. Get, if, he gets, if he gets playing time. Because oh, as, of now, as of now, he's not getting playing time. I think he should, right? I, I definitely think he should. I think he's better than Juan Ochoa. I mean, I know Juan Ochoa had a good year last year, but um, I, I, he's definitely better than Steve Bullock. Under. Yeah, I'm going to take under just because that's a big number, but 
The guy could hit 50, and it wouldn't shock me. So I mean, I'm trying to figure out that'll what, be a fun thing to watch. What uh, Cleveland could do defensively, because I mean, he can't play defense. He he's fine at first base. He can't play anything besides that. Maybe try out a show at second base when Lundgren gets hurt. Not if, when. Uh, at second base, that seems tough. I think he's. He might struggle yeah. to learn that position. Might I mean, he, he reminds me a lot of Marachi at second base, who's so in second base. It's probably going to be Dave Fisher who who takes over second base. But I think he should. Grayson, be if you're listening, Alicia needs playing time. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Just for the the fun factor, he's going to be exciting. And he hits lefties as good as he hits righties. Yeah, he's he's a right-handed power hitter, which we don't have in this league. Yeah, His ratings are a palindrome. That's awesome. That's so cool. And of course, so that's nerdy. All right, uh, so in other news, they went out and got Tommy Moore. We talked about this trade a little bit. Uh, traded Nate Bovel, the superstar shortstop, to Kansas City for Tommy Moore. Uh, that's a pretty big acquisition. Moore's kind of an OSA darling. Uh, stats have not come around. Do you think they do? I think he's he's been a consistent 750 OPS guy. He's 65 defense and right. I think at this point you know what you're going to get from him. He, he's 26. Um, he's going to hit 25 home runs. He's not going to walk. He's going to strike out a ton. He's going to steal a few bases. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has the same exact year that he had last year. I think he is what he is. Yeah, I, I don't know. Too. I don't know that it's worth Nate Bovel. I don't think so either. I, I'm like adjusting my fake bow tie like a badass right now. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that it with Cleveland? I think so. On to Detroit uh, in year number two, I believe, of new ownership. Eric has been able to get his paws on this uh, on this roster. They definitely have with uh, Adam Cressman and Kevin Frichtel gone. I'm now uh, uh, moving around my fake bow tie. It was a shockingly quiet offseason for Eric. It really wasn't because he made one trade in one trade November and... and then dipped. Yeah. He and traded. It's a good trade. It's it, it was a fantastic trade. I think again, this is a, when we get to Colorado. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a lot of good things about Colorado. Um, but I like Ramirez. If they're looking to win this year, which they did, they spent a lot of money in offseason. They signed Jeffcoat, Swain, Roberge, Constable, Owen. They they paid Mike Owen ten million dollars. I think he has no intention of winning this year. I think what he did is go out and grab as many popular players as he can who aren't bad enough to the point where he's going to hurt the team. I think they'll be competitive, but he was just trying to gain popularity. Most of these deals are one-year deals. Owen, Jeffcoat, Marble, all one-year contracts, so it can be flexible for next year. I don't think, if you asked Eric, he's expecting the postseason at all. Would you be surprised if this team somehow found their way there? I would be surprised. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I mean, because, again, I don't see a lot of... Holes. There's not a lot of good players on this team, but there's also not a lot of bad players in specific spots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a very average team. But there's not even that one like shining star. You know, I'd, got I'd say Dave, I'd say Dave Truitt as the closer. Yeah, but it's uh, Luis Ramirez at shortstop. Ramirez is the shining star. Exactly. That's who it is. But it's a so, one-year expiring deal. I don't think he's coming back next year. We'll see. So. Uh, it, it's a decent team they've got. If if Escada can return to form, he may be able to move that contract. Um, Joe Marble, depending on what he does, might get something at the deadline. Luis Ramirez is is not just an expiring deal, but he's an expiring deal with Colorado retaining half already. Well, I think that's the other possibility is that Eric's signed all these guys to one-year deals because he's going to trade them at yeah. the deadline. 
He did make two. Con- it's it's two not a terrible idea. I mean, yeah. it's really it might be a good idea even. I mean, and but, it, it really is fun to actually look at his players that he signed and look at their popularity. Their fan interest is going to be high. Who knows? He might get a big budget bump. Let's see. Let's see what. Let's see what it's at right now. His fan interest is at eighty-seven, which is higher than the Atlanta Braves. Pretty impressive. Um, a couple signings. There's not much to talk about, so we'll go through it quick. But I want to say, he signed Joe Marble. Really sad to let this guy go from Atlanta, but I think he's going to have an awesome year in Detroit. It's like the perfect ballpark for him. The gaps are big. He's uh, it's favors left-handed hitters. Marble should play 156 games there. I think we could see him kind of have a resurgence after two bad years in Atlanta. I know and you'd love to see that. I would. I want to see him chase the triples title. Who knows? And the other see. deal is your pal in California, catcher Gil Constable. Mm-hmm. I thought this was an interesting deal from from Eric, considering he already has catchers. He has Brinkman and Howie Mullaney. And uh, going out to and grab that, a fan's that, favorite that, that with defense. Oh yeah, uh, my my fans were sad to see Constable go, but it was a move that needed to be made. I like those two moves from Eric. Hopefully it works out. I don't think this team's going to be any more than a, a 500 team. So if you want to talk about a quiet off season, Sly in Minnesota. Jesus, be more boring, Sly. I, I don't think he could be. I mean, yeah. he he's active. He doesn't make trades. He doesn't make splashes. I almost think there. he has anxiety. You know, I don't know. He's not <laughs> like trading at all. He I'm made like one acquisition. One of sweaty palm nervous guys. One acquisition, and that was the international free agent, Tamau Morioka. And I'm, I was actually really happy that he made a trade because I don't know how many trades Minnesota's ever made. Uh, he's like he's made less than ten. Years. He's made less yeah. than ten. Well, at least he did something. And hey, I'm sure I Trent traded. Had to I traded with Sly. Look at that. That means you're likable. I've never Apparently. been able to convince him. Um, but this is r- this roughly the same team that, that came back last year. Lost Durio, Narcisse, uh, Linesburg, Arden, Ravenel, uh, four pitchers there, three from the bullpen. Um, but he's also got a, a decently strong, maybe not strong, but a, a solid rotation. Hoover, Barillas, uh, a young Jose Rosales there, who I believe just had a pitch come in. Ooh. Um, I believe either, either a pitch came in or it developed. He just had um, a shockingly good. Where work. Rosales is either going to be a stud closer or a number two starter. Yeah, that's a big difference. They've they've needed that piece since uh since Eric McKee left. Um, Zuniga is going to be ready in a few years, so that doesn't really help us now. But the but the bullpen is still is still good. Morioka and uh, Williams. It's still young. Rule five pick Jaden Haddon. Uh, hasn't played above uh, high A plus, uh, high A, but. 24 years old, OSA likes him, uh, my scout likes him, so depending on how spring training goes, he could have a solid reliever there. Uh, Talavera, um, someone else who could who could become a starter. Uh, 30 starts at uh, AAA last year, 3.2 war. Not going to strike a guy out, but he's consistent. Um, so this is just a, a normal Minnesota team. Uh, the offense, of course, headlined by Jeremy Reese, who I've now been after for about four years. This, this team is like the definition of okay to me. Yeah. You know, they're middle of the pack. Like, I can't think of a more middle of the pack team than Minnesota. I mean, they've d- been consistently d- middle I, of the pack. I don't see, I think I see a hole at third base and maybe get another reliever. But he must I don't have an answer at third base considering he traded, as we mentioned earlier, a pretty good looking. I mean, he could very much believe in uh, Valenciano. He could because he's going to play plus plus defense or Knick Knudsen. You never know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but Valda Viezo is fine. Flannelly's fine. They got, uh, your old friend Rusty Springer. Rusty uh, Springer was a rule five draft pick. Do you believe that? Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Do you okay. remember the, my favorite Rusty Springer story is that he was the guy that I was deciding between him and Chevalier in the draft. Good decision, Trent. Good decision. Um, and and a good player that I like. He he can't hit lefties, but that ADI, that beautiful ADI from uh, Juan F- uh, Fonseca. So I'm gonna pencil them in at 500, just cause. I think he um, I think he can. I honestly think he can, cause that that's that's Sly's mo. Yeah, they won. They had a down year last year. But, but the Pythagorean record of 78 of 78 and 78. Yep. I think the biggest X factor is David Albertson. He's a shortstop. Super defense. I've sort of liked this kid for a long time. Yep. But fuck, dude. He's given you so many years in a row of hitting a buck 80. Like, if he actually gets together, hits 240, all of a sudden this team's a lot better. So that's the X Factor, Albertson. And if not, he's one of those guys you just put on the field for one and a half war from his defense alone. So. Well, he gave you zero last year, so I hope he, he needs to hit a little bit. If Matt Angle can get you one half or Albertson should be able to get you that too. I'm um, this is a team that's it's going to be competitive day in day out. Um, if maybe if they can if they can shore up third base if they can make a splash which we know we which we know Sly loves to do. Um, they can maybe make a run. Now the other the the team in the North that I'd probably say was the most active Montreal. It's, it's fun to have Jan- it's fun to have Jangles back. Yeah, um, it's uh, just another person who's super active. Is, added is always Bobby great. Hicks via trade. We touched on that. Uh, added Jimmy Wagner via trade. Uh, signed Ron Resley and signed Joe Culpepper. Yeah, I like these uh, all four acquisitions a lot. Um, I kind of shit on Sly last year for his crazy offseason. I think he had, not Sly, excuse me, Jangles. Uh, I think he set his expectations too high, kind of crashed and burned last year. I think with these acquisitions, Acquisitions, I think this is a playoff team. I think they are going to take the third seed in the North. This this team will hinge on when Jangles gives up on the Akbar experience, on the Akbar experiment. I don't think it'll last very long. I, I can't imagine him giving him more than eight starts. Akbar is That's a high end. Is a is the that is one of the best closers in baseball. He Not has already long. had more than eight starts in a Montreal uniform. Just uh, thought I'd say. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Ten starts last year. In 2010, if he get, pitches that many innings in the rotation, I'll be shocked. I don't, uh, think, he needs him. I don't think he needs him in the rotation. Um, and then you 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 look at the outfield. Uh, Jesse McMichael, who's come into his own. Uh, Ron Resley, Juan Juan Gamgura. Um, so you throw Gamgura in right there. Resley in left, McMichael in center. You got yourself one hell of an outfield. Yeah. And then you look look to the infield. You've got Purdue penciled in for 156 games at third base. Matt Angel penciled in for probably 140 games at shortstop. You've got Jim Cedric, who I'm on record saying will OPS 850 this year. In Montreal, huh? In Montreal. All right. Um, second base is going to be some sort of toss-up between Old Roy and uh, Huston. Alex Pena, catcher, they've got a strong bullpen. This is a team that should make the playoffs. If they do not make the playoffs, this is a failure. Th- this, is, this season is a failure. Yeah. I don't think they're going to go with Pena at, catch- at catcher. They have um... – Arguably the best nickname in baseball, Smash Cox at behind the plate. Uh, the penis the smasher you. should be pretty good. I don't think they need to rush Pena. No, I'd uh, say bring up Pena at uh, at when you don't get a year out of him, when you don't get a year out of service. Just count him in for 2011. No rush. 
Um, he's 19 years old. Exactly. Exactly. Don't want to, you don't want another Dante Wedlow situation on your hands. Just pop the brakes. Um, but he's got some still young guys. He's got Pena. He's got uh, Johnny Sainot, who uh, I believe was the AAA player of the year last year. Ooh, so, I don't yes. care, but that's pretty cool. 5.6 war in, uh, in AAA Ottawa last year. So this team crashed and burned last year just by going under 500, even if they barely did it. It was sucked. And I think part of that was because he rushed Angel and McMichael. And uh, those guys have a year under their belts. I think you'll see a big leap from those Even two. with rushing McMichael, McMichael got to three war and had no PS plus over 100. I that, know. that should be scary. Yeah, he that's not a, a rush. Super, he had a super good second half of the year, to be fair. So Montreal got themselves in a hole early, and it was part of McMichael. Player of the week 600. Uh, of August 3rd and the Rookie of the Month in August. Exactly. So he turned a corner in August, but the first three months were, were rough. But I, I really like a full year of. I really time. like the Wesley signing. Really like it. But I, I like Ron Wesley. I don't like the fact that it was three years. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with Jake here. Uh, probably makes you better next year. Don't know if I'm going to feel good about paying him 18 next year. Oh, so between Purdue, so let's take a look at these salaries here for next year. 45. He already has a, so between Purdue, Hicks, Wrestling, and Akbar, that's that's let's see, 30, 75. You're look, you're looking at close to 95 million just between those four players. Yeah, granted, Philly's on the hook for 15, but that's a big that's still they're still paying Hicks 18.3. Okay, all right. Yeah, 36 plus 40 will 5. Jeez. Um, so we're going to jump to a team that I think we need to spend probably two minutes on because they're bringing back the same team, the New York Mets. Um, yeah. do we, they, they signed another Juan Guerrero, the third baseman. They signed Josh Cavanaugh, who I think is, is going to be a very, very underrated signing. I love that signing. I love the team. Um, I, love the team. I have a gut feeling that Cavanaugh is going to have a career year with the Mets this year. He's going to fill that third base. He's going to fill that third base void. I think he, I believe he is their, their opening day third baseman. So I'm going to leak some private info here. He's going to play there for two days before he gets hurt. You guys I are nuts. I don't think he gets hurt. I, I don't think he has that season-ending injury that he had. How, I think he how, plays 100. How could you know Because it's the Mets. Because it's the Mets. <laughs> oh, the Pittsburgh factor where everyone has career years every year? Yes. I think that's yeah, what it is. Here. Um, I, I, yeah. So I'm going to leak some info. Get excited. Uh, this was a very, very close Chris Meacham destination. Meacham almost was wearing orange and blue, and he opted to sign Juan Guerrero instead. And what I think happened is I said, are you sure you want Juan Guerrero as your third baseman? This guy kind of kind of sucks. And uh, he went out, panicked, signed Cavanus. And? and? He just needs one of the two. And Mike successful. Jacobs. And Mike Jacobs. So he's got three kind of shitty third basemen. One <laughs> of them could have a good year. Uh don't know who, but I like throwing out a big net. I still I'm, worry about this team, though. I've said this in the past. I don't think they would make the playoffs in the Atlantic. I, I don't. I I don't think this team. The, can the score. offense isn't there. The, the, the offense isn't there. Is I think they, they may have the best outfield in baseball. Clark, Pellot, Guerrero, at least ratings wise. Yeah, you're a little rating slut right now because Pellot can't hit for shit. Pellot, um, if you look at the ratings, if you just see 70, 75, oh. 70. Totally, totally. But he, he needs to hit like th- over 240 for me to really be excited. What's scarier is that they are 25, 26, and 26. Yeah, it's a good looking. They're young. 
And Guerrero's locked up till he's 47, too. That's nice. <laughs> uh, you, you got that Bobby Bonilla contract. Yeah, except he's making 30. Um, and then on the pitching side, it's it's the same old, same old. Ernesto Pons, Mike Showers, Johnny Downey's going to join the rotation this year. Then in the bullpen, Joe Basinger, Juan Villasana, Luis Rolone. Uh, the young John Millett, they re-signed uh, Jeremy Hendricks, uh, Jeremy Gallivan, Gregorio Castillo. It, it's what it is in the bullpen. Yeah. Um, Don, Johnny Downey is the X Factor. Super ratings. Changeup's not all the way in yet. But it's almost pen last year. He's pitching at the pen last year and sucked. So one point seven home runs through nine. I don't think that's I don't think that's uh kind of fluky, but still maybe. still had a fit minus below one hundred, which makes me think. Look that at the look at this guy. Yeah. As if the Mets need more talent. Dear and I think John Millett should add the join the rotation as well. I'm he not sure. If he is. Yeah, I mean, he's got six pitches, none of them below forty, uh, five of them above fifty-five. Yeah, good looking. He, he started fourteen games for them last year. So get Dave Parker out of there and put Millett in there. This this is just a good team. They're they're winning the, the for, again the North. It's the Mets and everyone else. I yep. disagree with you, man. I think Un- until until they lose the North, they're winning the North. That they is have not always, always my won prediction. The North, though. You're acting like they've won the division. Except that's when Cleveland had those strong teams. They don't have that strong team anymore. Boston had nope. strong teams. Does Toronto have a strong team? Does Montreal have a strong team? I don't think so. I think Toronto could absolutely win the North. Okay, well, we'll get to them in a sec. First, we're going to go to the other New York team, the Yankees. They had probably one of the most surprising um, storylines of this offseason where at longtime closer Sergio Domitra is just up and retired. Yeah. Didn't get talked about. I, I found it today as I was going through the team, and he just up and retired. Storyline, too. Wasn't a – He's going to be a good. missionary. He's going to go into the missionary. Um, but but that's a big loss for this Mets team that was – for this Yankees team that was already short on pitching. Well, I can't blame him for wanting to retire. The Yankees in this bizarre universe don't care about winning that much. They've been shitty for a long time, and they didn't do anything this offseason. They signed uh, – they just signed Jivan Greenidge. They signed Chris Ergo, Nate Gallup, Luis Salazar, but nothing to fix the pitching besides Greenidge. They're going to hit – I actually will give – I'll give Doug credit here. I think Greenidge is a good signing. Greenidge uh, is a good signing, but he hasn't – even pitching in Seattle, he hasn't had an ERA below four since 2005. Yeah, but he's solid, and he pitches a lot of innings. Um, again, a, another strong outfield duo there with DeShazo and Burns. Uh, Tim Shields, a, uh, a Philly in, in California special, um, making $13 million in the last year of his contract, probably locked in there at shortstop. Uh, Nate Gallup and uh, Russ Broderick. Uh, Broderick's going to come on the scene this year. This team's going to get a lot better when Tim Shields' contract is up and they can get a real shortstop. Who says they don't just re-sign him? <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? He should be playing second base or playing first or playing third. Not he shortstop. Just, he's not um, shortstop. This this is going to be another Yankees team that hits the snot out of the ball and can't keep anyone from scoring. Exactly. I too like the Greenidge siding. Tried to sign him in Philly. He wanted nothing to do with us. I he was has, actually really surprised how little money he got in comparison to other starters at the same tier, like Woodson. Woodson got like seventeen million, and Greenidge didn't touch that. It, it's because Greenidge doesn't have the ERA. He's he's had the war. He's had at least three war in five of the last six seasons. He had two war in the other season. You look at those innings, though. 200, 190, 190, 190, 190, 200, 190. Oh, he, does, he doesn't have a scratch on him. He, yeah. he, uh, that counts. That means something. Yep. Yeah. He has he's not been, been put on the DL since 1999. He's been a Mitch Rock for a while, and he should give uh, you at least one year. He's he's going to have fine starters. He's going to have Will Lager, who is looking like a tank. 
Oh yeah, ten pounds of muscle. Can you imagine I, being five eight, two thirty, and then being like, "You should really buff up, dude." I mean, <laughs> but the best part of that, he he also got another. He he got a he got a two velocity bump. Does that even? How could you move your arm when you're that fucking ripped? Like I don't. His velocity should be going down because he has no flexibility um, anymore. Logger's fine. Salcedo's fine. Titsworth is fine. Uh, 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 this guy. Oh. Hey, off is fine. Ledesma's fine. They have a lot of fine pitchers. No one that's going to go out there, and you know they're going to have a good outing. Yeah, he really needs these uh this bullpen to be good and pick up. Delmas this this going to be this going to be another 500 Doug team. Yeah, probably. Which is a shame for Deshazo and Burns. Those guys are kind of feel like they're wasting away. They're going to be the next uh, Domitrus. They're just going to retire and become. Anyway, uh, I don't want to waste less time on the Yankees. The last team in uh, in the North, Toronto. I mean, it's usually active. This was a very inactive offseason, at least on the acquisition front. Gave off a lot. Um, didn't get much back. His his sole acquisition was Chris Ballard in the Rule 5 draft. Snooze, uh, man. A, a California Angel, but he's got Dan Haynes. That's so, shocking, actually, how, how lame his offseason was. I uh, lost Geraldine to free agency, lost Eggett to free agency, and then traded White and Ramirez to Philly. He might have uh, just got a bad idea of trade value. Two draft That's picks for guess. that. He traded Canales for a seventh. He traded Tom Brady for a rookie prospect. He traded Griffiths to Montreal for an eighth and a twelfth. He traded a catcher to Houston for a sixth. So this is the same team that they had last year. Yeah, and uh, didn't give up anyone. Kevin Johnson was kind of a neat spec, but didn't need him. It's exactly the same. Um, I will say this. This bullpen looks scary. I think this team's good. I don't think he needed to make any big moves. He well, kind of has a whole say, third is base. Such a, is it such a bad thing that he kept the same team? I'm not sure. I don't it was think a terrible so. Thing. No, no, no. Um, it's not just I mean, surprising. Surprising because he has so many team, assets. This is a team where I don't see any any massive holes. No. Um, I mean, he's got the best catcher in, in baseball. I mean, let's if I'm looking at how OSA ranks ranks the team. Um, first at catcher, sixth in first base. 13th at second, 18th at third, 14th at short, 21st in left field, 10th in center field, and 22nd in right field. Left field and right field, okay, that's that's fine. You can go get upgrades. But Doherty and, and Kevin Goodwin are fine. Godwin are fine. Dante uh, Hart can back up both those positions. I think his, his uh, outfield is actually one of the strongest things about this team. Super deep. Jim Joseph's pretty good, too. Uh, Aparicio is the perfect fourth outfielder. I wish he could hit a little bit, but uh, he's okay. Uh, he can hit against. He can hit okay against righties. Shouldn't see lefties, but 70, 75 plus at each the, at each of the positions is exactly what you're looking for. I like I like Adam Ernst. I he might be out of I've position. I've always to liked Adam Ernst. So I, I don't think know Adam why, Ernst. Why, why can't he hit? Why I can't think he he's hit? gonna go slide over to third base for him. That's but my then who fills in at shortstop? Well, then he plugs in. Uh, Dominguez, maybe. Maybe he just goes all defense and just punts a. I mean, Ernst is Ernst is fine at shortstop. I mean, he's 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 even. He's a net zero. Um, but you can get if you put him at shortstop, you can say, okay, I can get seventeen home runs and I get seventeen home runs out of my shortstop. Yeah, and uh, hopefully you get that again. That was uh, he had not shown that at all until last year. But OSA gave him that OSA has always had him with that power. I've been an Adam Ernst believer for a long time, since day years ago, writing up shortstop prospect ranks. Yeah, so if we if we pencil in Ernst at short, then he really only has one hole, and that's third base. And, and he's got Gebhardt and Campbell coming up. Yeah, yep. Gebhardt. Who knows? I don't. I uh, don't think. I know, I know you have Gebhardt third base. 
yeah, I do think third base are always inflated on the ranking list. But Campbell had a good uh, depth report come January and February. You want to talk about a steal. I, I don't care what Searles did last year. Searles for Campbell, oh my god. Never lost a trade. Never lost a trade. Never lost a trade, Zach Miller. Yeah, if Campbell comes up next year and is as good as advertised, this team could be really scary in 2011. Still think they'll be really good this year. My prediction to win the division. Not much uh, to say. So, so we're done. Uh, another pitcher that, that not talking about because he's on the DL, Tristan Havens. Yeah, another a, solid pitcher. That was a learn a pitch guy too. He's just a good pitcher, and um, I mean, this is this is a team that they're they're going to be good. I, I, uh, what what are you guys' predictions for the North? Well, I, I said the, Toronto. Yep. Sorry, I'm taking the no, mic. Go ahead, Trent. No, that's we, okay. We had a little. Uh, I'm going Toronto. I think New York comes in second. Montreal in third. The Indians just barely miss out in fourth. And then we have this just mess of Minnesota, then the Yankees, then Boston in last. But those last three I could see in what any about order. De- what about Detroit? Oh, excuse me. They're in that mess too. Yeah. Uh, if you need me to rank them exactly, I can. But I think the bottom four is super interchangeable. It's going to kind of depend. I completely on agree. I don't think that I think Minnesota, Detroit, Yankees, Red Sox. That is some version of one, uh, five through eight. At the top, I'm a little different. Mets, Jays, one, two, and then Montreal, and then the Indians. Yeah, I'm putting a little faith in the Jays. I think they're gonna come through. I have I have like Jake. Mets, Jays, Montreal, Cleveland, Minnesota, Yankees, Detroit, Red Sox. Okay, we're on the same page. So that is it with the East. We are nearly. An hour 45 into this pod. If you are still listening, thank you very much. This is probably going to be close to three and a half hours. You guys ready? I'm in. I guess we, I guess we have no choice. You I'm guys all ready in. To, you guys ready to go to the Central Division? Sure. First team, the Milwaukee oh. Brewers, coming off of the league's best record, 102 and 54. Um, couple acquisitions, Stan Lofgren, Steve Ferguson, Dave Carter on the pitching side to replace the losses of Tommy Hamill, Chad Hunter, and Mike Brookhart. Also added Humberto Lara uh, in the outfield, but largely the same team that they had last year. Almost exactly. Um, they don't lose anybody of note. Couple relievers, they added a couple relievers. Same team. I think they win 90 games. Whatever. I love... I love Dave Carter. He's in the wrong ballpark. Yeah, I'm a Dave Carter hater, but I agree with you. I mean, he just can't survive there. Former, I mean, former Angel, former Angel uh, farmhand. Now, I think the important thing with Milwaukee is they won 102 games last year. Whether or not it was inflated or lucky or whatever, 102 games. You only got 21 starts out of Juan Ramos. You're gonna get 35 this year probably, and you only got 13 starts out of Stephon Williams. Who should give you a full year? So the team Stephon Williams is going to be is should be the number two, and and not like in a little bit he is the number two right now. I have had a Stephon Williams heart on for a very long time, being a prospect guy. I mean, this guy just throws the kitchen sink. I mean, he's got like six pitches, and all of five of them above sixty-five are really really good, right? So those are five pitches that are plus plus or better. Yeah, with, if, the, if, with the tasty 70-rated curveball. Yeah, as long as disaster doesn't strike. You know, actually, the more I think, I think they can win in the high 90s. Uh, the luck will come back to earth, but the rotation's better. So It's going to be Ramos, Williams, Lowe, 
Doug Carey, who they're paying $22 million this year and next year if he opts in. And then Carter in that fifth spot. Yeah, Lowe is a, Lowe is a big question mark. You hope he the, the biggest question mark is going to be this bullpen. Yeah. I'm seeing B. Coates, Moreno, Bethea. That's it. Yeah. It's weak, but it was weak last year. They didn't really have any strengths with it that. It was weak last year, but they had more they, – they had quality guys. They only lost two guys, and they replaced them with what I think is almost on par. So maybe it is a little downgrade in the pen. But how, not how, much. Many these, how many of these Rule 5 guys stick? Which ones I can't are see. they? Uh, Sahir Khalil, who has not played above high A. Mike Beasley, who has not played above low A. Oh, yeah, that's the guy he got from Philly. Yeah, oh, I'm say Boggs, none of these guys. who has not played no. above A. Tony Figueroa, who has not played, played above double A. Zero. Arsenault, who has not played above double A. <laughs> yeah. Zero. I think, I think zero, but... It's Andrew, so who the fuck knows what's going on in that guy's Just to dad. spite me, he's going to keep Khalil. Yeah, Just to knows. spite me. Who knows? Um, Either way, they, those guys don't tip the needle. Uh, Carson has finally come into his own. Ben Carson at three war last year. A lot of that was from playing fantastic defense at first base, plus 5.8. He's been good since he got traded. He has. I mean, he, he got put into a hitter's ballpark. He is the he's the Milwaukee player. High contact, high gap, doesn't strike out, and he steals bases. Yeah. He hated California. He hated you, Jake. Sorry. Yeah. I, but I also, looking back, on, looking back on that trade, I got Osborne, who is going to be my utility guy for God knows how long, and Blackwell, who got me Riley. Um, looking back on this, I probably lost it. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not close, um, but I was able to at least get something from it, and I don't think Harson ever would have succeeded in California. Yeah, probably. All right, so we're, we're all high on Milwaukee. Yeah. Next. Next up is the Chicago Cubs, a team that's not usually active, made, again, the biggest trade of the offseason. We talked about what Cleveland got from the Leffler trade. Chicago got Leffler. Huge upgrade to this already really fucking good team. This team's good. Except I think they have one gaping, gaping hole. Is they don't have a closer? They don't have a bullpen. Yep. They, they, have, they, have, they have okay guys. They have Johnston... Or Johnstone, Malum, Tingle, Young, and Scott, who are all okay. Scott has never been good. Tim Young finally got his ERA below four. Tingle had an ERA above seven last year, or yeah. close to seven last year. Tyshawn Millum's the only good-looking guy in Ma- that Millum's the only look- good-looking guy. Yeah. I mean, Johnstone's, Johnstone's fine, um, and, and Contreras is, is whatever, but they both have the home run issue. I this think, is... Um... This is a bullpen full of high-stuff, low-movement guys, which scares me. Yeah, I think in Steve's defense, he's going to go the similar route to he did last year. Last just everyone's middle relievers? Well, I was actually going to say, their bullpen sucked last year. And he went out at the deadline and picked up two or three relievers for cheap. Because, you know, they're a cheap commodity. He got Salada and Kramer, and that made a huge, huge impact on the team. And I think he could do that again. So... I'm not as worried. The team doesn't have very many holes other than that. No, and then you look at the lineup. You've got you behind the plate, Roland at first, Fleming now at second where he's going to struggle. That's 40, 40 range. He's going to struggle there, which he has in the past. He's career minus 31.7 at second base, including minus 25 over the last two years. So that's going to be that. I Cruz actually Gar- know it's that bad. Cruz Garcia at third. Uh, oh, my God. It's it's terrible bad. there. Jorge. Well, at third base and you'd be better. Um, well, the, the issue there is they only have 50 arm. 
I think it still just might be better. And uh, Cruz, um, Gar- Cruz Garcia can play second, which is his natural. And spot. then uh, Jorge Cabrera at shortstop, Jimmy Vickers in left, Ben Cochran in center, and John Schwab in right. Well, you can't go wrong with that. With that, can't go wrong with that outfield. No, wrong. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. And he's got Tim Fleming DHing uh, in all likelihood. So, I mean, so the, uh, it could be Mojica at second base, which I think would probably be better. At least Mojica. Right now, I think he has Jeremy Johnson penciled at third and Cruz Garcia at second. That could be it too. But Jeremy Johnson, my God, he's such a bad defender. He was positive last year. How? I don't know. Third base is a fucking walk position. How did Jeremy Johnson have 3.6 WAR last year? I know, I know. Well, he had a waivers guy too. He had an 8.50 OPS for starters. Easily a career high. Yeah. God. At any level. I agree to a trade. 3.71 BABIP. 3.71 BABIP for a ground ball hitter. He's not going to do that again in this whole. No. Um, but Fleming, I mean, Fleming is, is a, is a good player. He's definitely going to add some to that offense. Um, well, as long as you- two-time hitter of the years, man. This guy's a fucking stud. Um, 2004, 2004, 2005. Um, he, he's been hit by the injury bug a bit. Don't know what's going to, don't know what's going to happen there in the uh, clubhouse, but beyond that, he's, he's a quality player. Yeah, this clubhouse might fucking kill himself. So that might be the biggest worry. Cause Cruz Garcia is disrupted too. So. Who knows what they have. Now, uh, from the team that acquired Fleming to the team that traded away Fleming, the Colorado Rockies, all they did was sell. They did not acquire a single major leaguer, but they went out and made 10 Rule 5 draft picks. Ooh. 10. They lost Fleming, Burkhart, Mitch Rock, Luis Ramirez, Tim Kenny, Ron Resley, Luis Castillo, Bobby Alexander, and Dan McWhorter. Every single one of those players made an impact on this Rockies oh. team that made the playoffs last year. They are going to be bad. They have uh, Eric Fondren might be their best player on this roster. Oh, yeah. I'll take Alex Hecht. I'm, t- I'm talking me. right now. Fondren might be the best player on this roster. Yeah, it's it's not pretty, but <laughs> would it shock you if like all these guys hit 320? No, anyway? <laughs> I, I said this in my in the bold prediction thread. It would not surprise me if this team somehow snuck into the playoffs in the Central. Yeah, because the Central is such a fucking dumpster fire. I mean, happen. you look at the pitchers. None of them are good, um, but you, you got what you needed. Everyone's Pendleton, bad on this team. Pendleton is a guy that can work in Colorado, an extreme ground ball, high movement guy. Bedoya is a guy that can work in Colorado, a 55 movement ground ball pitcher. Mike Burns is a guy that works in Colorado, a 60 movement extreme ground ball pitcher. Yeah, I wish Kiefer didn't live in China or wherever he lives, uh, so he could be a little more active. Because I think does he's he live in China? In uh, Japan. So. Okay, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Um, but okay. honestly, I, Justin Kelchner. Justin Kelchner, another Rule Five draft pick, 45 overall, 55 potential, ground ball pitcher, 55 movement. Kiefer knows what he's doing. I think he's starting to get a a good feel for Colorado, and I think the Rockies are probably headed in the right direction, but not next year. They're going to suck. I mean, I, I loved each of the moves. I, I think Kiefer saw what was going on in the Central and thought, okay, if there's a time for me to tear everything down, this is the time to do it. He knew that he had he could retain money on Fleming, Burkhart, whatever, Ramirez. He got uh, – let's see if I can figure out what I sent you guys. But I, I went through and figured out over the last six months the, the prospects he, has, he had acquired in his system. He had uh, – over the last six months, he has acquired – let's see if I can find it. 
Um, the number 2, 4, 6, 8, 9, 11, 15, 21, 24, and 29 prospects all via trades in the last six months. Yeah, so he built his farm from scratch, and he did it with all expiring contracts. Uh, not easy to do. I said earlier, I don't think uh, he didn't get that superstar surefire major league stud. Uh, Medrano's projectable. Jose Casillas is, is going to be good. Medrano's the prize, I think, of this rebuild. I think Medrano's going to be the best. Um, Gabe Allen, although he was part of the Andy Andy Allen trade, he he's projectable. Um, so uh, Rich Casas, uh, someone they got from Chicago. I'm looking at this 65 contacts. If I'm looking at, I'm giving you Jerry Harold. 65 contacts, 75 gap, 50 home run, 55 discipline, 65 avoid K. Yeah, we'll see. I hope some of these guys pan out for him. Uh, the team could be scary and. Four or five seasons, if they do. Uh, again, the farm isn't. Let's not go crazy about the farm. It's still barely ranked in the top twenty. But for four expiring contracts, he got that. You got to be happy with yourself. He got what he needed. Yeah. Um, so, I think you're overrating it a little bit, Jake. But 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 I think for what he had, he did a pretty good job. And I agree with you. The Kiefer does a good job dealing with course and dealing with uh, the sort of uh, things that he's got to deal with. You know, having a team that pitches in course, he gets high movement guys and uh, uh, ground ball guys, and uh, that speaks well of him. Good for him. How many of these uh, ten Rule Five guys are on his team come October? Five. Well, the one he got from Philadelphia is going to stay because it's Burns his is second gonna best stick. pitch. Burns. Kelchner is going to stick. I don't have I the patience s- to look at ten Rule Five. Rule I could five see Stecklein sticking because of the sixty-five movement. Um, Gray and Ellis or whatever, Wheeland is whatever, Harrow's whatever, Crossan is whatever. I can I don't see, think Gray's gonna stick. I can see four or five sticking. Yeah. yeah second like straight year, a, I believe yeah. this is the second straight, yeah, second straight year they took Juan Allaried from Texas in the Rule 5 draft. Kelsner's pretty nice, actually. That was, that was a quality pick. Alright. On to the next central team, the St. Louis Cardinals. You want to talk about quiet. They made three moves. Or sorry, two moves. They signed Josh Wedgwood, they let Juan Robles walk, and they traded Danny Orsino for Sergio Ortiz and Jose Morales. All right. I'm going to take the reins here. I'll, we'll let you talk about the, the Cardinals. Hey, fuck you, Josh Wedgwood. You had a $22 million option to play in Atlanta, and you turned it down? What the <laughs> fuck are you thinking? You signed for twenty grand less to play in shitty St. Louis? <laughs> fuck, dude. Do you not care about winning? I hate when players do that because Wedgwood, the first week of free agency, had like a $35 million demand. And the next time he's like, okay, just give me 18. Like, Fucking, who's your agent, dude? Your uncle? Get it together. Other than that, uh, well, let me say, I do love the Wedgwood signing for St. Louis. Oh, it's a really kinda, good signing. He kind of just looks like a St. Louis guy. Just a white dude with a mustache. So I'm all for it. Wedgwood's a super good player. This team won't win. This team won't take the next step until they switch Graves and Rodison. Yeah, I hope. Uh, I'm going to say that again. Switch Graves and Rodison, Rick. Do it. If they do that, I think this team makes the playoffs. The, the pitching staff is fine. They've got five pitchers above 40 in the in the rotation. The bullpen is empty. I don't. Phil Hay is super good. Uh, I think he can take over the reins for Robles. But losing losing Robles is going to hurt. Yeah, and I was sad to see him go just because he was such a such a staple of St. Louis. Um, I really like, like Phil Hay. I think he's really good. 
gosh, can you imagine? I, I fucked up by not re-signing him, and then he made a fortune. He's he's still on the books for three more years, twelve million dollars a year. He signed he made, a four-year, forty-seven million dollar contract with the Cardinals. That yeah. is a big deal. My he what, my. So he wanted to re-sign in Atlanta for three million, like in June, and I didn't have any budget space, and I was trying to sell pieces, but I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I think you messed up. I did. Yeah. Uh, is there anything we need to say? Uh, anything you want to talk about, uh, Danny Ursino? I do actually. Uh, Ursino was a super good spec. I yeah, I liked like, him a lot. He was top sixty at the time of the trade. I think he's fallen down a little bit. Uh, super, super player. But the return he got, I actually think this is another super rare. Pop the confetti. This is a win-win trade. Uh, Sergio Ortiz is going to be super good. I love this kid, and. What else he got was Morales, who's kind of like a poor man's Ursino. Uh, he's not going to walk. So what, dude? He's playing great defense at shortstop, and he's hitting a little bit. That's a good player. He's I not as good it, as Ursino, but I like the deal. This is a team that, that quietly has a top four system in baseball. They don't have that top 20 guy, but they've got five people in the top 51, including I believe this is Trent's new favorite prospect, John Hall. You like John Hall, huh? I like John Hall, and I've liked John Hall for a while. John Hall is never going to hit over his body weight. Oh, wait, he weighs 200 pounds. He'll never hit over 220. OSA has him as a 60 contact potential. Yeah, see, that's not terrible. Let me know when it happens. Uh, you, you, like just a, hate, you just hate third baseman. 60, yeah, con- 60 contact should be, my lord, at least 265, 270. He's, He's 24 years old and just hit 217 at AAA. He did do that. It's not common. He's going to be a 40, 45 contact guy his whole career. Boy, OSA has wet dreams about this guy. Holy cow. They love third baseman. And do you know why he fell to the second round in that draft? He had a huge demand. No. He he was listed as a shortstop with 35 range. That's right. He was. He also was demanding. OSA's potential cratered because of that. Yeah. He was on my radar. I was aware of this. I want to say to everyone, I was aware. OSA had him, I believe it's a 55 potential. My scout had him as a 40 when the Cardinals draft and moved him to third base. OSA's potential uh, jumped from 55 to 70, and my scout's potential jumped from 40 to 60. So again, this is, this is something that that props to, to Rick for seeing. A guy that had the numbers but was listed out of position. This is, his rating screamed third base. And he re- recognized that and recognized, okay, he's got a 55 potential here. What's it going to be when he's finally in position? Yeah, it was pretty obvious that this guy was going to be an OSA top prospect. He was going to be ranked in the top 50 almost immediately after being drafted. But he has holes, and I don't think he's going to become a player. The, the prospect I do like is Ramon Sanchez. A guy he paid nine and a half million dollars for, but good looking guy. So, do we have time to talk about the other team in in Missouri? Oh my God, I don't know. It's going to take an hour. It's going to oh take an hour. Lord. Uh, is there any chance we can do a Cliff Notes version of this? Yeah, go rapid fire because this is a fucking okay. Disaster. Signed Osama Durio recently. Signed Chad Clam out of free agency. Signed K- uh, traded for Casey Albin. Traded for Dan Abel. Traded for Luis Resendez. They lost Keith Finkel, Jimmy Wagner, Tommy Moore, Roger McBride, Cisco Bonacciunta. 
Eric Taylor, Deshaun Bazell, Kevin Milas, Glenn Hammond, Luis Contreras. They traded Corey Lang to Oakland for Franklin Manriquez, who they then flipped to Atlanta for Dan Abel, Bobby Bailey in a second. They traded Tommy Moore to Cleveland for Nate Boville, who they then flipped to Atlanta for Casey Albin in a third. Do you recognize a the pattern? They traded Keith Finkel to Los Angeles in exchange for David Yeager, David Hackman in a third. They then flipped Yeager to Houston for John Phillips, the sixth round pick and an eighth round pick. They got Jimmy, they sent Jimmy Wagner to Montreal for Willie Collins. They sent Danny De La Cruz to California for Rogelio Delgado. They traded Cisco to Baltimore for Luis Sendez, Arturo Interiano, Ricardo Toledo in a fourth round pick. They sent Roger McBride, Adam uh, Howell, Josh Weir, and a 15th round pick to Cincinnati for Chris Don. They sent a 7th round pick to Chicago for Evan Cooper. And then they traded Luis Contreras to Pittsburgh for Kevin Pookstar, Eric Helgeson, Daniel Aguilar, a third, and two fifths. Holy shit. And Billy Buckley is on the block. So this is Kansas City. Um, I don't know if you said that, but it's pretty obvious. I can't even go into digesting all of these trades. Yeah, no, this is But you crazy. notice, you look at their acquisitions, what we listed, there's like three guys, and the losses is like 50 guys. He somehow lost all of these trades, I think. I don't think any of these uh, trades he are He won smart. one of them. He won Lang for Manriquez and then turned around and lost Manriquez again. Right. Is Lang worth what he got in return? Was it a net loss? Uh, I'd say I think Lang. I net gain. I see, yeah. But the, the two. I don't the like two Corey and, Lang though, so yeah. yeah I, but um, I think I think what he got from Atlanta was better than Corey Lang. I do too. Um, um Tommy Moore, I think he got he won the Beauville trade for Moore, and then Aubin and a third for Beauville. No, thank you. He he said after he made the Finkel trade, he lost that. Um, uh, I like <laughs> the minute after the trade. I like John it. Phillips. He's a top hundred spec. David Yeager. He's got a shit ton of third basemen. So I whatever. hated this trade. I think uh, Houston got a good deal for Yeager. Uh, Wagner for Willie Collins. It depends on how you view relievers. If you, if you look at this bullpen, you see these got Caro, Figueroa, Witten, Wagner, okay. Uh, Collins, Willie Collins is gonna take over. Wagner is the only lefty in that pen. Okay. Uh, Danny De La Cruz took a mat, he was a top 200 spec when he got sent to California. He took a massive hit on July 1. Uh, don't know where Delgado's gonna fit. Uh, he's, believe he should be on the, on the 40 man. He's out of options. Uh, I got Resendez and Interiano for Cisco. I actually don't mind that trade. I don't like it. Uh, why? Well, uh, Interiano is a zero. And, uh, Resendez is good. So, like, you want to say it's a, it's a good catcher for a good starter. Resendez is 35. I just don't know how long he's going to last. The ratings are still there and the, and the, and, uh, the, the, uh, yeah, the he, still put up, there, yeah. he still put up 2.2 war last year. He's on, he's only on the hook for 10 and a half this year. I just think if you're trying to rebuild, which is obviously what he's trying to do. See, but see, that's the question. He says that's he's that's trying to win. Whenever the, I have the question in all of this is what is he trying to do? That is the question that we need answered. What is the goal? Who the fuck knows, dude? What is the goal? We've been in the league uh, with a, he, for a year with this guy and we have no idea what he's doing. So. He won the Chris Don trade. Yeah, that one's the best trade and it's, not a home run, in my opinion. Evan Cooper for seven, whatever, and then Luis Contreras. He he had so many better deals. Uh, he got raped for Contreras. Oh my god. <laughs> and, and these, are, in, these are so he, bad, man. All of them: Bovel, Manriquez, Finkel, Yeager, Wagner. Those are all losses. But again, even ignoring all of that, what's the goal? In Colorado, we know what the goal is. In Philadelphia. 
for all of my problems, you knew what the goal was. And even God if bless Matt, we know, what, we know what the goal was. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, we what even know the rebuild's is over. the direction of the Kansas City Royals? Matt, send us a note. Let us know. We'd love oh, to the know. The goal is to trade everyone. I, Not just I, on his roster, just trade everyone. I don't so have I'd any like, idea what's going on. I like to play this game as realistic as possible and, like, pretend like I'm a real GM and keep the – guys I like, even though they're just fucking not real people, you know? But I'm imagining, this is real life, Kansas City, they win 93 games, and they hire this new GM, Matt, to come in. (laughs) Why the fuck does this guy have a job? (laughs) Like, he would have been fired in 2003, and he's endured six more seasons of shit. It's been a disaster. Like... He's on all, he's on all the time. He's active. And a lot of the time these trades aren't horrible. Like, I don't, I don't think he's a horrible trader. He got crazy good value for Jake Tackett once upon a time. Uh, this offseason was a disaster. And you look at their history, especially with how much talent this team's had. It's San Diego, Kansas City, Cincinnati. That's the bottom of the barrel for Skyline GMs. Would it surprise you if I told you that Kansas City is a 96 fan interest? It's and a larger market size than the Angels. Yeah, and, see, and if further proof teams. does not exist for why we need to change that shit. Good lord. Yeah, yeah. Can you, um, imagine, can you imagine being a Royals fan? Like, would you ever buy a jersey? Fuck <laughs> me. Maybe a hat, but like, if Matt had control to change the colors, I bet he'd do that too. <laughs> oh my god. Uh is that is that it for uh, is that it for the Royals? I want to say one more thing. Um just cuz I traded with him twice. And it made me really happy. So I traded two guys, Casey Aubin, who's I thought was a really good player. Kind I don't of. think he's such a bad spec. He's, he's not right. a, he's not a bad spec, but he's one of the mill. Yeah. He had a pretty shitty dev report in January and February. He looks a lot worse than he did. When we traded. I also traded this guy named Billy Bailey. Bobby Bailey. Was a good looking spec. Had the dev report from hell. After it's a starter. Yeah. yeah. So. You, do you want to say you're sorry? No, I don't. I just want to say. I just want to brag about that. That's all. Oh, then you're. Okay, then you better get ready for me to brag when we get to my team. You know exactly what I'm bragging about. <laughs> just. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Ch- Chicago White Sox never lost a trade. Zach never lost a trade. Miller, a uh, whole bunch of moves acquired. Milagro Portillo, Glenn Heyman, Ludovico Usui, Arturo Delgado, Jose Soto, Deshaun Bazell, Yasutoshi Goto, Phil Chapel, and Sam Hawley. On the flip side, they lost. Jay Cost, Tim Noon, Pat Clear, Eric Helgeson, Dave Carter, Ben Duke, Eric Estes, Ernesto Medina, Alfredo Moya, and Eric Schoonmaker. They made a few trades, nothing massive, just a lot of things. Uh, around the edges. Is is this going to be a team that, that competes for a playoff spot? This team was shockingly active. Did you guys have any idea they made this many moves? No. Uh, considering I made two of them, yes. Well, I'm just thinking, you look at just acquisitions and losses, a lot of them are free agent signings, but there's, there's a long list of guys they got. And I think this team is strictly worse than they were last year. I hate almost all of these moves. They signed Portillo. Doesn't make any fucking sense in the cell. Another movement guy. They signed Glenn Hammond, who's old, got a velocity drop already. That's going to be bad. I just don't think he got any good players. And he may push you... for the most pitching strikeouts. <laughs> Congratulations, because you guys aren't getting any outs any other way, because people are going to be jacking it out of the ballpark. You look at acquisitions on our little offseason summary, and there's like 40 acquisitions and 
the war gained is almost nothing because so many of these guys are just zeros. But the team got worse. Like their net, they have lost war from last season, and they were a 68 win team that made a ton of moves to get better. That's not smart. They're gonna suck. Okay. That's all I gotta say. And I, I don't. I, I think they have two of the same. Two. I think they have two of the same player now in Chris Clement and Ludovico Zui. He has a right-handed version, a left-handed version. Hey, at least that's a platoon, though. That's something. Um, Chris Sandine, uh, Chris Alice is now, I believe, headed to Baltimore. Uh, James Kelly, uh, a healthy Mike Cullen, got over that uh, that tooth issue. It's because we got him a dentist and a cap for that shit. Uh, Felix Salgado, who I believe will probably be up mid-season. Yeah, I could see um, him getting called up. Um, that's the saving grace of this team is the scouting discoveries. Like, your two, your only two assets are just Cortez and Salgado. Yeah, and Cortez I actually don't really care for, but Salgado I think is going to be pretty special. If you were, would you have let Strolls walk after last year? Um, because he got resigned to three years, thirty-four and a half million. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. It was an overpay for sure. I don't know if I would have let him walk, but if he was asking for ten, eleven, twelve million dollars a year, then yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it, it's this this team is what it is. Uh, Radarshik, Ibarra, Stager at the top, the four and five pitchers. God knows what that's going to be. Pitch uh, bullpen's going to strike out a ton. Offense may be able to put up some runs. Uh, it depends on how Clement and Suey are, are swinging the bat. Um, it's going to be what it is, competitive, not pushing for a playoff spot. Yeah, I think they're going to be at the bottom of the worst division in Sky. Um, now, a team that, that actually everyone has turning heads, even though they have not proclaimed that the rebuild is over, the Houston Astros. I think they deep down they think the rebuild over. moves. Steve Parsons team. to now, I believe, the 24th, um, uh, 24th highest salary this year. Three years, $72.92 million. Trent, is he worth that money? No. Okay. Up next. Just died. Uh, Why is he not worth that money? Because he's not. I mean, in order oh, to because he, <laughs> I mean that's 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 a that's a four war salary. Okay, what does he give you? Three and a half? No, two, three. Uh, he is. He, he hasn't ninety nine games last year and gave you two and a half. Even his worst batting year, he gave you two point nine. So I think he gives you three. Three. He's going to give you three war, which okay. Not worth think, twenty-two million. I think he was bidding. I think he was bidding against himself. Yeah, you might be right. It it might be an. I, it probably is an overpay. Especially when he still when he has Bischoff. But Parsons is a fucking really good player. He is. He's really good. He's not worth twenty-two million. And he's. You got to realize the Astros have always had money in their pockets to spend. There wasn't a lot of guys to spend it on. I don't hate sure. him going out and making a move. Like they this. go out and sign Viramontes, seventeen million this year, twenty-seven and a half next year. Um, that's going to be a uh, that under. Did anyone really talk about this signing? This is a two-time pitcher of the year winner, 05 and 06. Yeah, super good pitcher. Um, hope he stays healthy. I don't know what Sterling's doing with the uh, the way he's structuring these salaries. Yeah, what's going on with these deals? Why is it 17 and then 27? Yeah, he's got Ooh. 10 extra right now. It would, be, it would have been pretty nice to have to pay 27 this year and 17 next year. That's the screw up here. It just doesn't – I mean, I like Viramontes too. I think he's really, really good. But, I mean, I think he's going to pitch fine. I think he's going to have a Viramontes sort of season. The but, worst the worst thing, I think, was that Brickman contract. Brickman is a – Brickman's a reliever, and he's paying him $23 million over two years. 
Let me he's take a reliever. Quick peek. Uh, I don't know if he's a reliever. Um, the stamina obviously sucks. That's like the, the, the third pitch of a fifty. Yeah, I, I I don't. I'm I'm inclined to agree with you, but he he's not strictly a reliever. He can start for you. Even if um, really to. The the starting the starting rotation is going to be strong. Uh, Barola again, that slider needs to come in. I think Barola is a reliever. Uh, as of now, yes, Barola is a reliever. Um, somebody has listed as reliever that should be starting at Diego Roman. Um, Roman and Vera Montes one two. Um, beyond that, Adam McEntee maybe Sal Cazada, Mike Brickman. There are options. Or, uh, yeah. Esteban Quintanilla at, at, at an ERA below four. Quintanilla has never had the ratings, but he's always had the production. I don't think he's going to struggle with the rotation that much. And you know what? If one of these guys sucks, he's super deep there. So right. he'll survive. And, and he has a lot of young relievers too. I think one of those guys, enough of those guys will pitch okay that he'll be all right. Exactly. And he's but, got a, he's got a strong uh, bullpen. Sanderson's going to be good. McDonald's okay. Alan Jacobs was a, Another homegrown signing, Mike Clark, is going to be fantastic. I Mike like Clark Betty's. Really cool. yeah. And and Betty's has always been an underrated I like pitcher. Betty's. Yeah, no, he's and good. he was a waiver claim. I will never understand why Kansas City threw him on waivers. Well, you guys are actually not doing your homework because he's got a reliever in AAA, Steve yes, Young. Yes, Steve Young. Who is super good, too. Uh, this this is a top bullpen. Um, which is something that if you look at Houston's draft history, that would not surprise you. Yeah. So and what, we haven't even talked about – um, shortstop. Who's playing shortstop? Who's playing first base? Uh, Andenberg was Anderberg was really good last year. Uh, I think he'll fall off because his he had this super fluky Gold Glove year. That's not going to happen again. But he can hit. Who plays shortstop? I guess that's the question. Dave Carrico. Just kidding. All right. I don't know. I really For- don't. Because I hope um, he didn't sign Parsons to play short, though Parsons could play short. Here's a, here's my question for you: What do you have Angel Trujillo's infield range at? I don't don't even start because the guy's playing center, but uh, he could be a super good second baseman. He is a uh, 65 for me. Why would you do that? He's a super good center fielder. Yeah, he's best in baseball. Just saying. But he does um, have Jason Halverson, so another super does. good center fielder. He does. Uh, someone I like who, this team, man. I it, do. It, this team is built more for the future. I think they could limp into the playoffs this year, um, but they're definitely set up for the future. Yeah. Somehow. It's kind of odd how he um, But a lot of rookies. There are going to be a lot of players in the running for rookie of the year. It's sort of interesting. Angel Trujillo is lead on the clubhouse right now. It's sort of interesting. This is a team that didn't proclaim the rebuild over, and this team looks a lot better than Cincinnati. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry. They went out and spent some money. I like it. You're right, though. Shortstop's the hole, but that's about it. Third base, maybe, but next year it should shore up. We got one more team in the north, in the central to talk about. Y'all ready for it? Yeah, it's gonna be quick. Texas Rangers. Their uh, quiet team acquired Woodson in free agency, Juan Figueroa in free agency, lost Chris Kleist, Ken Ames, Jorge Dericio, Ron Struble, Mike Cook, and Mike McKean. Kleist was sent to Atlanta for an eighth. Um, this is a team that that. Has had pitching talent. Cason Green um, was a guy that the changeup developed. Um, he was shit last year. He's going to be a lot better this year. I, I think so too. Um, the, the, I'm looking at this bullpen. They've got Josh Brown, Juan Figueroa in the bullpen. That's I sort of like Blackwell. Even I think he's all right. 
Former Cal, former Cali. Uh, yeah, he was sent. He was sent there uh, for Nate Riley. Jason um, Green is fucking good at baseball. How yeah. many games does Jeff Oberg play this year? Forty-two. He I don't is, know. He has played seventy games in a Texas uniform. He played seventy-two for the Angels in two thousand eight. Yeah, disaster move. I don't know. I and probably should on him enough. And Oberg is making ten million this year and twelve million next year. Yeah, jeez, mistake. Gotta check that injury history. Uh, this team sucks. Case and Green makes a big difference. Um, the pitching was so bad last year, he had to go with an opener for the second half of the year. And he didn't know how to properly do an opener, so he had guys pitch one or two outs every other day. He's ready for, he's ready for OTP 20. I figured out how to make the closer work. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really bad. Um, He was trying to be creative and ambitious, but it fucking sucked. I mean, and he had nothing to lose. Yeah, whatever. So, um, he's got a quality outfield. Vegas, Oberg, when healthy, Cleveland, uh, Andy Hallman. Andy Hallman's uh, got some pop. Uh, Lupe Vegas. I don't know if I, I may have said him already. Chris Murphy can't defend for crap, but can hit. Ooh, I love Chris Murphy. Switch uh, hitter on the DH. I think he could have a great And then the left here. side of that infield, this gives Trent Wet Dream, Zion Cease, uh. Daniel Tucker. It's Zion fucking Cease. Zion fucking Cease. And Daniel Tucker, who I asked for in a trade from Texas. It may have been the only time I've ever contacted him over Slack, and he put me in my place as I deserve to be put in uh, when I asked for Daniel Tucker. Because, yes, I'm obsessed with Daniel Tucker and very few people I like more in Sky Prospect history than Zion fucking Cisse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a nice core. He has pieces, and uh, the two pitchers he went out and got, Woodson and Figueroa, they're going to make him a lot better. I think he overpaid for both of them. They're both making too much money. But What do you guys think of the Rule 5 guy he took from me, the pitcher, Pat Stutz? Was at uh, one point in time a, a top prospect in the uh, in the Boston rotate, in the Boston system. Um, at one point in time was a 50 control potential. That's now down to 30. He had a good year. strikes, two pitches. I'm out. But he had a good year at double-A last year. Double A and he's 24. Next. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, okay. go send him to Miami so we can win a title. Uh, that was our last team of the Central. Y'all ready for our last division, the Pacific? Want to knock down some predictions real quick? Oh, yes. All right, I think the Cubs overtake first place. The Cubs are going to win 103 games. And uh, they're just going to beat up on this shitty division. And then Milwaukee's not going to be far behind. I'm sure we're going to agree there in some Who order. The fuck is the three? Houston comes out of nowhere and takes the three. It's going to be Houston, St. Louis, and Kansas City, I think, fighting for that spot. I I actually can imagine Kansas City just fluking its way into the postseason with like 74 wins and him just feeling like an idiot trading all these pieces. But it's – I don't know, man. It's not great. Texas actually, looking at that, they could surprise me. But I don't really see it quite yet. And they're, proje- I have... they're projected for a five nine one team ERA. Yeah, that's about what I expect. And then I have Chicago at the bottom. The White Sox are not going. Where, to... Where's Colorado? Ooh, gosh, sorry. Let me start from the top. Sorry, sorry. Cubs, Milwaukee, Houston, St. Louis, Kansas City, Texas, Colorado, Chicago. Trent. 
Two things are good in Milwaukee, the cheese and the beer. That's what they do. They mix them, and they make this wonderful substance called beer cheese. Mm. And they put it – one two of my favorite food groups in the same product, beer cheese. And they put it on their players, and they always play well. That's what happens in Milwaukee every year. I think they stick it out stay in first place. Milwaukee, then Chicago, then the St. Louis Cardinals sneak into that three spot. I'll take Houston for fourth. The rebuild is not quite over. Kansas City, Texas, Colorado, and then the White Sox. Colorado is going to put up runs this year. I I don't care who you put in that lineup. They're going to score runs. Um, You got Milwaukee at one, Cubs at two. I think we can all agree on that. They're they're one and two. I want to say that Kiefer finds a way to to this team to sneak into the playoffs, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think if they get too good, he's I I think just because of the Coors effect and because he's got semi decent pitchers there in Coors, I I don't think it matters who he has in that lineup. He's they're going to hit. He does have a couple hitters, so maybe. He's got Hecht. He's got uh, Brumfield, who yeah, is an underrated it. player in his in his own uh, aspect. Uh, Alaris. Um, he, he's got players. Like he's. He, it's not like this. Uh, Mazariegos had a season of thir- uh, twenty-eight. Uh, he he had four consecutive uh, seasons of twenty-plus home runs before last season. Uh, Brumfield is a sixty-five contact guy. He's going to win the batting title. That, that would not surprise me at all. Uh, he's got Hecht. He's got Juan Allaride, um, who's going to hit 300. Um, Pineda, who's hurt right now, but will be back in two or three months. Um, this, I don't know if the pitch is going to be there, um, but I think they're going to be in the run for that three seed. I think the Cardinals pull it out. Um, I, I think that at some point someone's going to yell at Rick to switch him, and then he switches the two middle infielders. So the Cardinals at th- uh, three, Houston at four, Colorado at five, Kansas City at six, Texas at seven, Chicago at eight. Wow, we're all three in unison. The White Sox in last. Oh well. Where's that? Well, we saved the best division for last, the Pacific. I thought we did the Atlantic already. I'm we sorry. Do, I do, must. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's one been of a these. Long time di- check. I'm sorry. I thought one of these divisions has the has the skyline champion in it. <laughs> You're right about that. I will say yes. that. Yeah. Good old Dodgers. They uh, might not it, make the playoffs. Atlanta, yeah. very quiet. Um, you get that with new ownership. Added Chad Hunter, Joe Richards, Murdoch Pushak, lost Eric Donnelly, Sam Holly, Sergio Rojas. Pretty much the same team. Until Castillo gets traded. Who is on the trade block? Yeah, I don't think it's happening. I think he's going to stick them out. I do too. Um, but you know you're getting out of this team. Pineda needs to be DHing at some point. They need, they need someone in left field. Uh, which they have in Schlachter. So Schlachter in left, Lowry in center, Tig is in right, Castillo shortstop, Pushak. Is, is MS going to end his career? It will eventually. I don't know if it's going to be next year, but eventually. I have. I like this acquisition a lot. I, I can't get behind the Pushak signing. I don't know how you sign a guy that has MS to $14.5 million. Yeah, it I just don't know how you deal. do it. It was a two-year I deal. I just don't Three, know how you do uh, it. Vesting option for the third year. Yeah, he's never going to reach 470 especially if he doesn't want him to. So it's basically just, a team option. I just don't know how you do it. I, I'm, I, I'm very, I love Murdoch Pushak, one of my favorite players in Sky history. Hey, for all you know, he's donating half his salary to charity, so. And, and, and I'm convinced that he's gonna have a CEI this year. The, the issue with this team is the pitching. They have Gary and Ross in the rotation and no one else. Um, don't know how to say the name. Thiel? Thole. I pronounce it Thole. It's T-Holy. Yes. Thole. Uh, I think he can be pretty good. I wouldn't say he, he's a hole. He, he was a former, he was a former Angels, I believe, yeah, a second round draft pick. 
You're um, ready to admit that you lost the Mark Scruggs strike? Uh, only because of Gary. Gary's good, and Foley might be pretty good, too. He was the, he's, he was the number 53 prospect last year, but since he's been drafted, my scout has been he, – he got as high as a 70 potential and went is dropped all the way down to a 50. Not been great. Um, this is kind of the make-or-break year for him, and I'm a believer. Um, but then again, beyond that, so he's your three, and then what, Marquez, Galloway? It's not pretty. No, it's, it's not. We might this be missing might, somebody, but. I don't think this looks like a playoff team. I don't think so either. But, they're worse. But I don't think they're awful. I mean, you know, they're what they're Who did they have in the rotation last year? Holly. Is oh, that the big Sam loss? Holly. I think so. Where did he go? Was he a free agent? I he think went so. to Chicago. He went yeah. to Chicago for a million dollars. Almost just nothing. Interesting. And anything yeah. else to say about that team? No, they're the same. Uh, they won 86 games last year. That guy Castillo is good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, this, is, and this team wins 80 games. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, now I'm going to shut up while you guys talk about the Angels. Next. <laughs> I don't know what uh, to say. I don't know if you had any interesting things happen to you this offseason. Uh, the Angels added Steve Vines, which is a good decision to just keep plucking good relievers from Boston because he doesn't give a shit about them. Uh, you won that trade, but there's about seven other trades that are just minor leaguers for minor leaguers and no one interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm not very excited. You have a couple holes to figure out. You have some rookies coming up, Tipsword, Rivera, Allison. Kind of have to figure out where those guys fit. But what'd you think? What'd you think of that Tipsword preseason projection? Uh, I thought it was outlandish and straight up wrong. For those yes. of you who did not see it, Kevin Tipsword was projected for 12 home runs, 102 RBIs, 60 stolen bases, and then a slash line of 338, 398, 484. I yeah. think that's outlandish. First of it all, is. It's crazy. There's just no stolen bases. There's no way he's going to steal 60 stolen bases. Steal he has 80 bases. speed, 80 base, running 75 stealing. I there's also, last three there's years also no way he's going to drive in more than 100 and hit 12 home runs. That is Holy true. Holy shit. There's yeah. just no way that happens. Yeah. Uh, best case scenario, you have John Boren season. It's a guy who can hit some triples just because he can leg them out. I will take give John you many Boren. Doubles. What was that, 2003 or 2004? Warren's had a couple really good years, but uh, Tipsworth's not a guy who's going to hit 12 homers. 100 RBIs is nuts unless you're hitting him cleanup and your guys are for once getting on base. Uh, I like Tipsworth. I think he hits 315. I think the OPS is around 8. But I have a feeling he's going to steal like 31 bases and get caught 19 times. Does that, that sound right? about right. Do you, yeah. you see what Kim did last year? Kim stole 25 and got caught 21 times. That's yeah. awful. You should stop him from stealing. That's I did. Awful. I did when I when he kept um no, I think I honestly think the biggest the biggest coup of this offseason was Andrew Dela Cruz getting another scouting bump. Oh yeah, that's just sick. I mean, if this team hits, they win the division easy. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Because the pitching is awesome. I mean, nobody I, can compete. Nobody. I I I according to my scout, I have six starting pitchers of an overall over 60. Yeah, I could see that. Um, you're super deep pitching. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a great thing. Uh, I'd like to see you move some pitchers, kind of build yourself for the playoffs. Because with this 
team. It's a playoff team. You don't need five starters. Uh, you probably buff up somewhere else and trade one of those guys. I actually think your biggest hole is your bullpen. I think there's some question marks there. And and that's something that I've gone out of my way. I I, I did not expect to resign guards when I offered him that contract. He came back. I think so. he's going to struggle. Vines is very very nice looking, but he's coming off an awful year. That the FIP that was a very very low FIP. Mark Scruggs is wasted in the bullpen. I I just it wouldn't shock me if you didn't have an amazing bullpen because it looks pretty good on paper. Just I mean, as of now, as the plan the is for the rotation: Aguilar, De La Cruz, Bird, Totten, Escobedo with Scruggs in the bullpen. Again, I'm gonna say it again. This this team's pitching, including the bullpen, is fine. If they hit, they win the division easy. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. I don't and, think there's that much competition. For and the I'm taking your advice. Nate Riley and uh, Mike Earwood are separated by at least, I believe, two batters, if not three in most lineups. Yeah, move them around. Anyway, I wish you made more uh, big blockbuster trades like you usually do so I could talk about them, but it's that's the same it. team we, plus De La Cruz. I mean, we were, we're, tied on, we're tied on money, and that's because I've got – Three guys making 23-plus, another four making 10-plus. Yeah, well, your this next is, move is to move a starter. Well, this is the big year for the Angels, because after this year, they all come due. Right, Jake? Cause uh, I only is... have one uh, – I have one pending for Asian. That's Keytech Kim. I yeah, but isn't this make-or-break cool. year for Earwood? This is the make-or-break year for Earwood. If Earwood shits the bed, he's gone. I've got a team option for next year, five million – or six and a half, excuse me, but I saved 20 million. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of suspiciously good team-friendly contracts on this team. Uh, which, is the, be okay. which is the worst one? De La Cruz? Uh, 600k Tot- for five years? Totten is actually the worst. Wait, don't think De La Cruz at 600k for five years? I mean, it's crazy, but uh, he doesn't know he's good. He's never pitched good in his life. Why would he think he's good? That's fair. Right. Just some yeah, jump scouts. Yeah, Totten at points last year was asking for 20. Well, right. Yeah. He's, a, he's a player. He can't see his ratings. We can. Right. Yeah. De La Cruz is a question mark. Um, obviously, the new ratings. OSA has him at the, as the number nine pitcher in baseball. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. The thing is, you look at his ratings, 80 stuff, 50 movement, 50 to 55 control, somewhere in there. I'm sure all our scouts are a little different. But there's a big difference between he could be Art Page, who has basically those ratings and has been lights out at times, or he could be more like Dantignac, who was 80, 50, 40 at his peak. And kind of struggled. Never really lived up to it because he was just oh, walking somebody else. Now, and see, I love too. And it's daunting, Yak. And yes, he was. Uh, I don't know, Jake. If he turned, if De La Cruz turns into daunting, Yak, are you shedding lots of tears? Uh, if I can also get the captain trait instead of the disruptive trait, hell yes. But that's a disappointment out of those ratings to have a guy who's. You uh, 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 the last he, five years. He's not been, been anything amazing. Out of, out of those ratings, I hear you. I I, I think that he can be th- – these these are the same ratings. My scout has him 80, 55, 55. Those are the exact same ratings that OSA has with Juan Flores. Okay. What about the what about the pitches? The pitches are a big deal, and Flores is a lefty. Flores is a lefty. Oh, no. Uh, Dela Cruz is not a lefty. Flores. Dela Cruz is a lefty. lefty. Flores, Flores is – Flores is better OSA and scouting and has better pitches and throws harder. So he's making a lot more money. Sure. I'm just saying, De La Cruz, as good as he's going to be, 
He might be a two ERA guy. He might be a three point eight guy. We'll see. The jury's the Angel- out. He hasn't pitched yet. The Angels are really good. If they hit, they win the division easy. Yeah, if if Taylor Cruz lives up to the hype, they should win the division. On to the Knights. I think this is a snooze fest also, isn't it? Yep. Signed Jaldine and Narcisse, lost Clam, Vera Montes, Colson, John Ford. Did not make a trade. Vera Montes is a big loss, obviously. It, this is this is a team that's not making the playoffs. Man, where's the pit? This team is so flush in pitching. And then they oh. all got hurt. Where'd they all go? What happened Clam, to that Robert? Clam left. What happened to that Robert? Vera Montes guy? left. What happened to Pat that Robert? Pat, Pat Roberts. Pat, Pat Roberts is on the DL. Uh, okay. I mean, the pitching isn't that bad, but man, they were just so deep like two years ago. I mean, I'll Chad say this: they, they've, got one, they've still got one of the best setup, setup closer, Miramontes, Neil Scott. Even Soto's not bad there. Neil, I, Justin Scott, yeah, yeah. Dear okay. Lord, Soto should start. I mean, this is, it's a good team. I'll, it, n- n- I take back what I said. This is a team that will compete for a playoff spot. A little weak on the infield. Juan Medina still should not be seeing any time against lefties. Yeah, I mean, them and Arizona are both going to win 80 games. They're nice teams, but they have holes. Uh, you need to fill out your four and five, well, four and five starters. And you're playing in that fucking gravity field park where you're going to give up a lot of runs. I don't know. Uh, the more I look, the more it, the better it looks, but I don't have a I'm, lot of faith in Las Vegas. Amon is, is, Amon is, is a table setter. He's going to steal 50-plus bases. He's going to get you four war. Uh, Velez, it's it's his turn. Um, him and Kane both at shortstop. He's actually a really interesting player because this is a, I don't know, the make-or-break season. Is he really a shortstop that hits 40 home runs? Trent? I don't think he's going to hit 40. 30, 25, 30. Yeah, it's extreme pull, fly still, ball, 65 power. Still a hell of a player, though. In Vegas. I think he hits more home runs than that guy in Cleveland. Mm, There's no, a bold I'm prediction taking, for you. There's a bold uh, prediction if, if Alicia is not getting playing time, then yeah. Yeah, but where does he play? Somebody's going to have to DH. Uh, I move one of them to second base. I mean. Yeah, honestly. right now he has Greg Kane penciling at DH, and that just doesn't make any damn sense. Move Kane to second. I'm sure that'll get swapped. It's uh, the first day of spring, so. Yeah, somebody should play second base because they've got nobody there. I'm sure he's way ahead of us on that. Uh, the team's better than I than I thought. I think this team can make the playoffs. I'm gonna actually say that this team, you're gonna finish third or fourth. Okay. I think that uh, I've been looking at the draft a lot since I have the one-one tomorrow's draft day, guys. We get the draft pool. Looking forward to that. I'm gonna sleep till noon after this, you know, four in the morning fest that we're gonna have, and then and then I'm gonna wake up and be excited that we have the draft pool. I'm excited uh, too. And uh, uh, but but I was looking back at Greg Kane. Everybody, rem- anybody remember when we picked on Zach for picking Kane one one? Mm-hmm. He's like he's like third in WAR in that whole draft. Man, it's been a shortstop. It, it I think really that was a bad draft year though. It it really wasn't a bad pick. Considering everything, it, it really was a bad was, pick because he had Luis Marte. It was a bad pick because he gave up on him in a year. That was really what right. It was a bad trade. Hey, it wasn't never, a bad hey I thought he's never lost a trade. It never wasn't a, trade. a bad pick. It was a bad trade. Wasn't a bad pick. I'm looking at the return. It's pretty ridiculous too for the number one pick. 
Yeah. But let's not bash Zach too much. And You're right. I think I think 2002 was a bad draft year. That's the gist of it. Because uh, 2001 was so hyped. Yeah. On to a weird snooze fest, honestly. The, the Dodgers. They they won the Skyline Championship, and they sort of stayed pat. They traded. He made a couple uh, of trades with Kansas City, didn't he? Traded Yeager for Finkel. Traded Watkins. That was it. I, I think Michael's just been anyone. drunk since he won the championship. That very That's well right. could be. And also Toronto, the Raptors are in the final, so that could also be it. Yeah, he Lots made of Labatt's blue. Yeah. One acquisition for Michael, and it's just fantastic. Uh, Kevin Finkel's going to fit so Keith. well in Los Angeles. Keith, you're right. Keith Finkel's going to come in and do what David Yeager could never do, hit. He said this weird hole at third base. He said Rosa and Yeager, both guys who look pretty good, never produce. Keith Finkel is going to shore that hole, and I think this team's better. Is is there a hole on this? Is there a hole in this roster? They do not have a hole, and they didn't have a hole last year. They just they need these uh, potential overall guys to actually produce. Adam Tisdale never produced. I see five catchers on this on his forty man. Well, good for him. I think he's uh, played catcher roulette quite a bit. And I guarantee he's going to be selling Alex Hank like he's worth a million bucks. But hey, he's already he's already been trying. Don't don't fall into it. Um, anything else with the fifteen and no Dodgers? Congratulations. I think they're really good. I'm still I'm still not convinced they make the playoffs, which is really ridiculous. It'd be yeah, it'd be hard not to for the, not to. The Pacific seems so boring. Like there's we're just good. I guess there's two. Uh, I guess we'll go. The next team we on our list can make the playoffs, but. It feels fairly Oakland. predictable. Two big uh, free, uh, free agent reliever acquisitions, Tyrese Peterson, Chris Ortega. Lost Luis Molina, Jeff Jacobs, Mike Brickman, and Dan Gossett, and they made one trade. They sent Franklin Manriquez and got Corey Lang. Which was stupid, but whatever. Stupid. Very stupid. Um, I actually get why he wanted to move Manriquez, though. Oh, he, he, explained so it. he explained it. And it made sense. But it's a crescent situation. If you would have said, this guy's available, the world would have been at your doorstep. He would have gotten a lot better than Corey Lang. I think part of why he wanted Lang is because Lang was originally uh, an athletic. Yeah, I think he's the one that got away. Kind of like Tassillo in Cincinnati. Man, just use the trade block, bud. Here's the question. If, If he would have offered you Manriquez for Meacham, straight up, would you have said yes? Yeah, probably. Exactly, and then he'd have a third baseman. Who's better than Wingard? Wingard's pretty good, but I'm a, yeah, I'm a right. Wingard fan. I've been a Wingard fan since he was in San Francisco. But Wingard, Wingard is way not than Wingard. Meacham is not even close better than Wingard. The thing is, Wingard goes plays first. He doesn't have a first baseman, I don't believe. Unless no, yeah, that's 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 even a better point. Put yeah. Wingard at first. You've got a third baseman now. That yeah, makes his team lots better. That's a good question because I would have – I honestly would have given Meacham for Manriquez. That's how much I like that kid. Right. But use the trade block. That's the biggest thing. Um, Here's a I question. Does any team have a better uh, better three-man hitting punch than Spellman, Sounders, Flores? No. I'm not a huge Spellman guy, but the Sounders, Flores, one-two punch is out of this world. And you throw in Jordan Santana in that mix, throw in Garrett Shaw in that mix, throw in Nate Warner. Warner in that Nate way. Nate Warner is really good. I yeah. mean, one through seven on this lineup is fucking scary. And that's what I said last year. 
I said that same thing. I said that same exact thing last year. Yeah, I this think this team is good. English teacher foreshadowing. I am picking this team to finish second in the Pacific. Ooh. I mean, they've right. got the bullpen. If, right, uh, we'll, if, we'll get if there. Sakai, I can't wait to, pre- we'll do predictions, but. I think Sakai is the X factor. How many, how many games does criminal play? I don't think he needs criminal to play much. Um, he's probably the third best starter on this roster. Yeah, you're right. Navarika Krumwaid, who at this point is a, it should be a reliever. Andy, yeah, Andy should not right. be. He does need Kengo. Um, Dukri's pretty good. Navarijo is good. Bannard's young, but Andy should be in the bullpen. Barnard is going to pitch, I think. I think he's ready. He's 25. He better be at this point. He's a rookie. He probably needs to go out and grab one extra starter. I think he needs a starter at the deadline, at minimum. Yeah, I think he should do it sooner rather than later because the Pacific's going to be competitive. But boy, oh boy, can this team hit. Dear Lord. Yeah, I think they're desperate for one starter. The lineup's as frightening as any lineup, one through seven, in baseball. List of teams projected to score more runs than the Athletics this year. Atlanta? I don't think so. I think it's no one. done. Yeah. 888 runs. What was Atlanta? Uh, Oakland's predicted score 888. Next is Milwaukee at 875. Yeah. What's Atlanta? Uh, 861. Fourth in the league. Okay. We're in the ballpark. Uh, the thing about this team is, so their projection I think was like 93 wins or something stupid high. Right? Yes, 93 wins. Which is, that would be a remarkable season for Oakland. Really fucking good, yes. Crazy prediction. Here's the, the projection. They predict, all these predict, projections and predictions are based on perfect health. This team has no depth at all. You, you look at, you just sort his players by ratings, and you see, oh, there's the top seven guys, all in order, and then it falls off a fucking cliff. So, one injury to Flores, one injury to Sounders, Spellman, Santana, Shaw, Warner, Wingard, and he's fucked. I'll say this. Yeah, Flores but, is 25 and has never been injured. Sounders is never, is never hurt. Th- yeah. None of these guys are hurt. Just saying. Sounders has been hurt. He's I mean, been the deal three times. To be fair, your point is well made. Somebody gets hurt, he's in trouble. Yeah, who does get hurt is Spellman, Warner. Spellman, is, Spellman does get hurt, Warner does get hurt. Yeah, I mean, a perfect, the perfect storm breaks, no one gets hurt. The thing. one place yeah, where he I does actually have, agree with predictions. I think the he one can win place game. he does have depth, however, is the outfield. He's got Shaw, he's got uh, Miskel, he's got Santana. He's got That's depth true. there. I, I'm afraid uh, for his sake he's going to start trading this depth because he has other holes, but he shouldn't do it. I hope he tries and go out and get a deal for – I think he should probably deal Santana, if I'm being honest. He's the most movable of these pieces because Warner's locked up for a long time and uh, Spellman's locked up for a long time. So I'm going to give you the projections for Tony Flores. You're going to give me over or under. 27 right. home runs. Over. Um, yeah, I'm going to take over there. 99 RBI. Over. Over, of course. 52 stolen bases. Under. under. 295 batting average. Over. Over. 431 on base percentage. Under. Yep, Under. He got on base for 35 last year. Just he also hit 320, and I don't think that's going to happen. Slugging percentage of 510. I could see him going. Ooh, uh, that's a really good over-under. Damn that it. is. I'm going to take over just because he was like five. Uh, he's only 25. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take over on the slugging. Yeah, I'll take over. You want to play the same game with Souders? 
Sure. Uh, here's my answer. Over. Yeah. 157 RBI. Holy fuck. 157? Under. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, that's that's no pro- way. Is that his projection? Yes. No wonder you won 93 games. This thing's fucked up, dude. They think there's two guys named Joe Sounders. It's Sounders. There's no N in that. Oh, yeah, you're right. I have been saying with an N for, like, are my entire ta- life. Are you taking the over 157? <laughs> no. Guy? No. Okay. 157 <laughs> happened once, I believe, in Sky. Uh, 38 home runs. Under. Under. Three stolen bases. <laughs> Give me the over, boys. I'm going I'll all take, in. I'll take the under. He had the right, two trust here. We'll batting average. Trent will bet our second round picks on his stolen bases. No. Three ten batting average. Way over. 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 Three seventy eight on base. Over. Over. Five sixty one slugging. Under. He's not gonna hit that high slugging. Over. Last year was five thirty two. Just throwing that out there. I think he's gonna be good. I mean he's fucking so good. But one fifty seven RBIs is crazy. I like Flores more than Souders. Uh, D. Rich likes Satters more than Flores. 157 RBS. But it's yeah, like no. choosing between Heidi Klum and Angelina Jolie, dude. They're both so sexy. I love them both. Tony On- Flores rocks. Oh my god. Yeah, they're, the core is so good here. Just, I would go out, trade Jordan Santana, who's a great player, get another starting pitcher, not even a good one. Package Lang? Would you package Lang for someone like, I don't know, Mark Scruggs? Uh, probably not. Mark Scruggs sucks. For a pitcher? For a pitcher or a first baseman? This team is a first baseman away. First baseman are easy to get. I think I'll find one. He actually... I'm I'm surprised they go after someone like Donnelly. That would have been a nice fit. Um, I would prefer someone who could run a little bit, hit in the gap in Oco. But... The outfield has depth. You just need like a couple utility guys and a fifth starter in this team. Here's so a much weird better. option for you. I'm just going to throw this out on the pod just because Eric Rapp. I don't blame anyone for not taking a chance on Eric Rapp. Um, it's not a bad fit if you can get him for nothing. But I've just had such an apprehension about this guy since he got hit in the head like a dozen times. I, here's what I, So he had 4.2 war in 2008, and then he had negative one last year. I am. I have not looked. I am going to bet that his ask is still at more than ten million. He is ask is at six. Really? Oh, uh, see, it's probably worth it at six. That's Philly music right there. No, that I don't might need. Not be a bad sign to anyone listening to this. I don't. I don't think air grab at six million. Fan I, favorite. Fan I don't favorite. Think, I don't think he's going to play in Philly. Played one hundred and fifty-one games in two thousand eight. Yeah. So Oakland's money's tight. Don't have a first baseman. Need a fourth starter. Need a utility guy. But other than that, man, their lineup's super scary. As good as anyone. This team could win the Sky Championship, and I would not be at all surprised. Yeah, they they kind of feel like one of those teams that could sneak into the playoffs and just make a nasty run. We got three S teams here in the, in the Pacific to go through. You ready? We have three stretch, more teams. Right, let's rock. Stretch run. With two, we're at hour mark 250. Oh boy. It All has right. been weird with this guy being very, very vocal. San Diego Joseph. Alright. What is this man doing? Like, Let's what's going talk on? about the elephant in the room, yeah. San Diego is gone nuts. What, what, what? Did he find some good pot? Like, what it's, happened? Actually, I think someone told me he's on a business trip for like a month. 
and I'm a, I think he went to Amsterdam and just drowned his body in psychedelics and only has access to slack because he's in solitary confinement. And he's just fucking pumping out bullshit. He's out of his mind. My new favorite person is uh, Romkia James. He's in a Dutch prison somewhere. Did, like, right, did oh my walk, god. Did he walk in his office, take a picture of a random black woman and just say, hey, I'm uploading this and I'm going to pretend I'm you. <laughs> What's the game plan? It's so strange. Uh, on the actual baseball side, they went out signed <laughs> Rodolfo Moreno, Eric Donnelly, Bobby Alexander, Tim Kenny. They lost Luis Madero, Juan Rivera, Vince Logsdon, Andy Dickinson, and Jeremy Wenger. Uh, under notes <laughs> for trades, we have none, and then in parentheses, thankfully. Uh, yeah, yeah, thankfully. Thankfully, Los Angeles didn't uh, steal anything more. from Something that San Diego's always had is a strong bullpen. I think they're going to have that again this year. Mike Allen, uh, Jeff Caldwell, Gladney, if he's in the bullpen, Kasten, Moreno, Josh Thomas, Maddox, Renov. You know what? If this team never made a trade, this they're probably a playoff team. Uh, because Josh Phillips of... is fucking good, by the way. So like, good. oh my god. And so Riffle good. is fucking good. Earwood was good. Fucking good. He'd still be good. Right. I mean, and you look at this, this offense, you have probably Tesh behind the plate, Donnelly at first, Heron at second, Jared Leville at third, who no one talks about, and is just quietly a 55 overall guy pumping out two and a half war. Um, Brian Salmon and coming up through the system, Steve Farmer coming up through the system, and then the outfield, Kenny, Haggerty, Etheridge. Yeah, they I, have some bad contracts, but they have a lot of talent. Is this a team talent. that would make the playoffs in the North? No. Maybe the Central. Yeah, maybe the Central, not the North. I like the Salmon and guy, but this is another team that I just don't know what they're doing. Like, no what one are they knows doing? what they're doing. What are they doing? Tell me, tell me what the plan is. You're gonna is hurt yourself. Plan to rebuild. You're gonna hurt yourself. Are you guys excited for Bobby Alexander starting 30 games? And oh my god, being a being a Dodger by this time next year, right? So, yeah. well, he has said David Sandoval's off the block, and I hope he sticks to it. I'm praying he sticks to it. I mean, yeah. see, yeah. Alexander has the 65 card of the 60 fastball, nothing else above a 30. Yeah, he's a great looking reliever. He's a, he overpaid for a reliever, but I mean, I was looking at Alexander's FIP when I thought about signing him, and he had an he had an ERA as a reliever of eight, and his FIP was around two five. Coors, baby. Unreal. That's all there is to say. I, I tried to is, sign that, Alexander as well, but twelve million is just crazy. yeah, twelve million was too much. This is going to be a good team. Pitching the starting rotation is going to screw him. Offense is going to be able to score some runs. Bullpen's going like to be able this, to shut it down. I like the Steve Farmer guy too. Their shortstop. He's former, all right. Former Angel. He's all right. So how uh, how many wins do the Angels get against the Padres this year? Eight. So you think we split the season series? Yep. Wait, no, we That's played twelve stupid. times. Yeah. You think I, we I, go eight and four against them? Yep. Yeah, I do. I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll double down and go 10. You guys just ruined the past. You win 10 games. We have not been able to beat them. I yeah, believe in our last – I believe we are 15-4 and four in our last 19 against them. You know that's not a secret either. It's because you have to go play in Petco, and your team can't hit singles. And they can't yeah. hit home runs in Petco. <laughs> yeah, we are 5-14 in our Petco. last 19. Yeah. But half those games are coming at, at uh, Disney Stadium. Yeah, you might win those half. But you're gonna Two score. more teams. Yeah, there's nothing to say about San Diego. They're going to win the same amount of games they've won every year. They, they uh, won their most games since 2003 last year. 
You broke the 70 mark. Congratulations. They have made the playoffs four times in their history. Embarrassing. They have won over 80 games uh, three times, and they've won 80 games once. Embarrassing. Next. They made... They made the playoffs in '98 at 70 at, in '98 at 77 and 79. God, what a dumpster fire division that was. Do you want to keep talking about SD Joe? No, there's no. nothing else to say. Okay. That made uh, nuts. San Diego Joe. Yeah, Joe. San Diego. Uh, another team that quiet made some moves, not a lot. Uh, San Francisco Giants signed Jeff Jacobs, Chris Snyder, Ravage Lions, lost uh, Nehemia Golston, Brad Radcliffe, Bubba Stancato. Big fan of uh, Zach Newton, their Rule Five guy. They've got Brennan Rufo coming up. Um, what's the take on this team? Um, I like this team a decent amount. Um, I don't like them for the playoffs. I think they're better than what they, what they won last year. They won 64 games. I think they're better than that. I think they're a 74-win team or something like that. But they're still major holes, and uh, San Francisco Matt's been active. I'm really disappointed in him to see such an inactive offseason. Oh, one other acquisition that was not added. He acquired Eric Wade from California for uh, uh, Stafford. Their, uh, who was it? Yeah, Dan Hammond and a draft pick. Yeah, I did, I did see that. Um, Wade at least can play third base for him because he had nobody there. Uh, he can Wade also start. He, he can start in in at, in the Giant Stadium. He's he should never pitch him. Um, let's 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 not be stupid here. Darius Darius Thompson is good. He's got some good players. Darius Thompson's really a cool pitcher. He's a daunting yeah. I could definitely see that. Oh yes, he well he's but not he's as left-handed. Good as, he's not as good as Daunting Yak. Daunting Yak is left-handed, I believe. No, he's I not. Scout. My scout loves Darius Thompson, so I actually yeah. prefer Thompson to Dontiac if uh, I'm just looking at ratings. No. My scout does not like him. They have Tony Resendez, who could be a starter, Willie Wenner, who could be a starter. Um, so they have young guys. Not a lot of like um, generational talents, though. Yeah. Rufo, yeah. Rufo's going to be good, if not unspectacular. They've got Steve Haas for another two years. Yeah. Is, it, so should they be, should Steve Haas be on the trade block right now? This yes. is actually this is actually their biggest mistake is that he's waited this long to put him on the block. He right. should have moved him in 2007. He, he should have got him a huge haul three years ago. A couple years ago, yep. And this team looks a lot better with a couple of good prospects because Haas is only his value's only gone down. And if when he had 80 center field rating, it's no longer there. Then he was super valuable. He's a top 10 asset. The guy's only 27, actually. He was plus 12.4 in center field in 2007, and then in 2008 that fell all the way to plus 2.4. If this Mind man, you, he played if, 400 fewer innings. If yeah. this man could hit, he'd be incredible. I mean, my lord. And the hitting ratings look pretty good. They just, I don't they're, think, uh, they're fine, is, but his OPS has dropped every year since 2006. Yeah. I think you guys are overselling this team a little bit. I think they are ticketed for eighth in the Pacific. Oh, yeah. I think they're, but the they're still a good team. No, I, I, don't, I think the they're not a, they're not a good team. I'm just honestly, I was just really being nice to San Francisco Matt. Uh, Interestingly not enough, good, but they the have, they have some, they pre- have some pieces. I'm an asshole. Predicted to finish higher than the Knights and the Padres. Lies. Yeah, I don't believe. I believe them finishing than the Padres. The Knights are obviously better. Uh, they just they're interesting because Jimmy Rollins, Steve Haas, Kevin Steele. Even if the guys struggle at the plate, like 
you have perfect offensive defense in a park where that matters more than anywhere else. So they kind of seem well-constructed in a weird way. So I, I appreciate that. Just you fucked up by holding out to Steve Haas for so long. And you have your only prospects. You have Rufo, Rodriguez, Hartsock, Landry. Some of them are okay, some of them aren't. But they're all and whoever he takes, I believe, with what five this year, six. Yeah, one of the top fives again. You should be better if you have this many top fives in a row. Oh, but just it's t- look at what's going on with Cincinnati. Well, his top four specs are all over twenty-three years old. Which Ricky is Rodriguez bad. is already twenty-three. Yeah, it's a bad sign because those four players don't all of a sudden turn you into into a contender. So you got to make some moves, get younger, get some eighteen-year-olds in there. Pick one, a year. one more team. Yep. The Seattle Mariners added one player, Mike Burkhart from Colorado. They lost Dan Cadge via trade, Humberto Lara via trade, Eric Arnett via trade, Tan- Tim Tassilo <laughs> via trade, and then Freed and Silas, Leith Roberge, Nate Dodge, Mike Dykes, Dusty Frank, Kevin Hoover, Joachim Greenidge, Steve Parsons, and Chris Snyder. I have a question. Did Burkhart make the uh, top ten in the West? On the uh, projections? No. Because I'm just no. wondering how much how much Ryan do you guys Crew think did. how much do you guys think John he K- loses? James Kelly did. How much do you think he loses in Seattle? I think quite a bit. Um, oh, he he's definitely going to. He's been one of these guys that's been a consistent defender in center field. That's part of the reason why he cracks five war every year. And honestly, I think part of it's part of the value is just seeing that number tick to five. Five looks a lot better than four. Well, and he always is on the field. He's never hurt. Yeah, yeah. You play 156 games in center field. It's you're, it's hard to not accrue a lot of war. Um, I actually, I I love most of Dustin's logic. I think this was a bad move for him getting Burkhart. I mean, I you, are, you look at who, he, and you also look at who he has in the outfield. He's got Miracoli. He's got Luis Felton. He's got Nate Lozano. And one of the players, one of the best players, I think no one is talking about. Just because he's so young and because he hasn't done anything in the majors. Shane, Shane Kinder. Kinder. I'm obsessed with this kid. Yeah, he's, I, I have faith too. Six and a half war in 83 games in AAA last year. It's hard to say he hasn't done anything in the majors. He's 23. He I is, he's a breakout. He is fantastic. I've loved, uh, ever since I last did corner outfield prospects, I've been obsessed with Shane Kinder. Here's I what I'll he, say. He yeah. might have been 19 then, Shane Kinder. Oh my god. I love this kid. Here's my thing with Kinder. He's 23. He's only played 144 games, and yet he is due for arbitration after this year. He has two years and 60 days worth of Major League Service time. Hey, Dustin, send a contract that guy's way. He's he's already – even with all this – Oh, he's getting $4 million, huh? Getting $4 million. Dustin has fucked that up. He fucked up the, 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 the service time. Well, you know what? When you're a Shane Kinder like Dustin, could hit, could hit free agency at the age of 26. Yeah, that's that's early, and I want to say it's a fuck up or an oversight, but he called him up first in 07, and he really fucked up because he gave him 20 extra plate appearances, and I guarantee those 20 didn't matter. Um, but he's been a contender for so many years. I I don't blame him, Sam. Fuck service time. If this gives me a better chance to win a ring, he has missed the playoffs once since 2002. Yeah. To be fair, he brought him up in 07, 
after – well, he probably shouldn't have brought him up in 07. But in 08, he brought him up after five war in AAA. And in 09, he brought him up after six and a half war in AAA. Yeah, what does this I mean, guy have to do? Right. Man? Like what, why can't he hit in the majors? What the – why didn't he start the whole year in, in 08, you know? Did he get sent back down? I imagine that's what happened. But Jesus, I would have just given him all of 08 even if he sucked. Well, this is the year. He should never see the minors again. If oh, he's okay. going to hit arbitration anyway, you might as well let him play it out in the majors. I'm curious what he's going to sign for. Who knows? Maybe he'll be able to sign a long-term deal for cheap based on the stats not being totally there yet. Another another coup that they had, someone who has no major league service time but has signed a five-year, $5.7 million extension, Corey Deering. Let me say, Dustin, Dustin, you are so smart for signing this contract. What a smart guy. Uh Corey Deering is better than De La Cruz, in my opinion. No, and they, no. And they basically have the same trajectory. No, um, no, no. All right. Okay, okay. Let's not be a, a childish, um, immature child. Uh, we'll wait till the stats. The stats can speak for themselves. I prefer Deering. I think he's going to be great. This rotation's super strong. Putting Deering in it, uh, they kind of needed another per- pitcher. And someone sitting crazy. there on the disabled list. Still for another five weeks, but Matt Price, a 70-75 guy. Yeah. So that top four of Alvarado, Price, Deering, Highland. Yeah. Price, were... Price has hurt a lot, so that worries me, but okay. I mean, the, I'll say a couple of things. I think Dustin is one of the best GMs in the sky. This guy's amazing. He, he does it every year. He does it despite all of the crap he gets from his owner and the budget and the fan interest and everything that I bitch about. And he does it year in, year out. Hey, and I vote- but he gets guys like Corey Deering. He can fuck off with that budget. I mean, that's he, awesome. Dude. He he is really good. This team is good. They're going to be good again. And, again, I've been looking at the draft. I am continually amazed at Arturo Alvarado and what happened. Oh. And that guy being a fourth-round pick. He learned two pitches. That's what Just happened. incredible. Incredible. He was rated 30 overall when he was drafted. I looked it up today. Yeah, Seattle's uh, obviously a success story despite being a postseason disaster. But it might be Sort of like the Braves, right. Sort of like the Braves, yeah. I've said it before. I feel (laughs) a connection to Dustin. For He's always been a shittier version of Atlanta, but same sort of thing. And then you, and then you look at that bullpen. They still have a strong bullpen. France, Inoa, Ray, Shapiro, and then Brett Viani. Tiani. Yeah, this team's good, as always. Um, I thought they overpaid for Burkhart. I think that was a mistake. Now, At what point does Danny Arsino take over as the starting shortstop? So this, I'm glad you said that, because I think Dustin's plan is a really weird plan, considering he went out and got a Burkhart, an older, one-year contract center fielder to make the team better this year. I think he's going to take the chance, roll the dice, on a super-duper young middle infield with Ursino and Corey Owens. And with those two guys in the middle infield, if they live up to the hype, this team could be unstoppable. But you're putting so much faith in the kids. No thoughts? Nothing? I I would bring up Ursino at the... at the uh, uh, Watch Majiggy at the mid-year break. Have Ariano for now. I like Ariano a lot. I've always liked him. My scout likes him more than OSA. 
Um, Balestrino still there as a uh, as a utility option. He was crap last year. Um, that that middle infield is is iffy. Um, looking at the meet the team page. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm blanking. He's what? still got eighteen million dollars to play with. All right, you got to look this up for me because he had a second baseman named Corey Owens. It, he's I in Triple A. Corey Juggernaut Owens. There he is. Okay, Triple A. Yeah, this is a guy Dustin likes a lot. Twenty-three years old should see the majors at some point this year. It just depends on if he steps in and is good. That's I think, that's the expected for the team. I think he's a year away. Yeah, I, I think he probably is too. Which is a you hate to see that for a twenty-three-year-old. I don't think there's well, many a great players that came out of college. Yeah, Ariano Ariano can play second. It'll be all right. So you ro- you roll with Ariano and Ursino. Yep, that's what I would do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Ariano's ready either. He might be a year away. He hasn't played in AAA yet at all. No, that's true. So that's a big hole for this team, and I think he's banking on one of these young guys. He can roll with Montgomery if it fails, but that's a big, big it's question not mark. Like, it's not like there are any strong shortstops out there in free agency anymore. I mean, the no. best pure shortstop available out there, according to OTP, is Eric Taylor. Eric does nothing fantastic, Taylor. Shit. He is the definition of average. 45 that, contact, 45 gap, 45 home run power, 45 I, 45 avoid K. That's fantastic. I mean, rolling with Billy Miller and Ariano, or Billy Miller and Montgomery, that just doesn't scream great team to me, like they should be. So... The Burkhart timeline with the the middle infield timeline seems off, and I think Burkhart was a mistake for that. I'm interested that you think he overpaid, because I'm not convinced he overpaid. The thing is, what is he going to resign for? That's the question. Let's see. Let's see what he's asking for. He is asking for twenty-seven and two-thirds. Yeah, that sounds he's about right. For three years. That's that's not terrible. I would not even. Consider that. No, I wouldn't consider that until at least June to see how Burkhart plays outside of Coors. Oh no, I don't know that you do it now. No, no, no. But I don't think that's a terrible ask for what I wouldn't feel if he even gave me the same numbers he gave me last year, like the same advanced, you know, Woba and OPS plus, and same defense. I would not feel good about that considering the guy's twenty nine. Wait a minute. So wait a minute. Hold on. You're telling me if you had on paper now that he had a 2010. That looked like his six, seven, eight, and nine. You wouldn't sign him to a twenty-seven and two-thirds million dollar extension. I don't think so. Because I think, uh, wow, I think the defense oh, is going to get a lot worse. I think the production is well, going to get worse. But I said I you mean, had it on paper that oh. he's going to have two thousand ten like this. But I'm still the, the I'm still thing with really that two thousand seven season. That two thousand seven season, he had five point three WAR. An OPS of 847, but the park adjusted was 109. That's not very good. No. I mean, even the guy was putting up four war with a park adjusted of under 100 OPS plus. I think he's going to struggle in Seattle, and I think he's going to struggle worse going forward. So yeah, Trent, maybe um, if he gave me exactly what he gave me last year, I'd be on board, but I'm not optimistic about it. And I really like the pieces he gave up. So we've gone through the Pacific now. What is our what? What are we looking at in the Pacific? I have California, 
Oakland in second. That's the big surprise. Seattle in third. The defending champs do not make the playoffs. Sorry, Michael. LA is in fourth. Vegas in fifth. Arizona, San Diego, San Fran. Interesting. I'm going to go with California as well in first. Seattle in second. I do think the Dodgers make the playoffs. God, that feels so boring picking those three again. Oh, you are, you, yeah, that's disturbing. All right, I'll mix it up a little bit and say that Vegas finishes fourth. I think, uh, Seattle beats Las Vegas in a one game playoff, the first one in Sky history. So write that down. Oh, we've gotten, happen. we've gotten the, uh, we've had the one game playoff before. We have not. No, we haven't. Uh, it was put in place in 2000 from 19, uh, 1980 to 1999. The one-game playoff oh was put, put in place. Oh, my gosh. sucking human error here. Okay. Robot. Well, it technically was played in 2001. It just went to the loser. Yeah, but it didn't count. It didn't count. So, I, yeah, my prediction, Phillips beats Vegas in a one-game playoff. They, excuse me. I had Seattle. 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 Alvarado. Alvarado beats, beats Vegas, Vegas in a one-game playoff. So Vegas fourth. Where's Oakland? I think Arizona's fifth, Oakland's sixth. I think they're going to suffer an injury. They're just not deep enough. Ugh. It's so sad, but I think they're going to finish sixth, and it's going to be like a fuck. How'd you win 81 games when you should have won 98? And then the obvious, um, what, I got two teams left. I got San Francisco and San Diego. Uh, before San Diego I get mine, we're going to play the over-under. Right. We're going to play the over-under with Alvarado's right uh, statistics. They haven't projected for 43 games. We know that's an under. Um, but ERA, 2.04, over, under. Over. How is that a question? He's never done... Even oh my first. gosh, over, by lots. I mean, over, you mean worse than 2.04? Yes. yes, by not a, by three quarters of a run. He's been Strikeouts. on the for five hours, man. Give us some good questions. Strikeouts per nine, 11.8. Under. Under, but not by much. Yeah. That's a really good over, under. Okay. Um, who ends up with more Ks through nine uh, if they on um, similar innings? Andrew De La Cruz or Corey Daring? De La Cruz. De La Cruz. Who has the lower ERA? Daring. De La Cruz. Okay. Uh, my West prediction: uh, Angels, Athletics, Dodgers, Mariners miss out. Knights, Diamondbacks, Padres, Giants. Can you say your top three one more time? Angels. Angels. Dodgers. Angels, Athletics, Dodgers. Oh, you're you're in on the Oakland in second, huh? I that uh, Tony Flores did not have a scratch on him. Souders is fairly healthy. And if Warner's if anybody get gets hurt, if anybody gets hurt, hurt, it's somebody like Warner. That's a, that's and a nice and they've got death in the outfield. Yeah, they've they got death in the outfield, and they've they've dealt with his injury. So uh, you want to go beyond just the division predictions? You want to go? You want to go beyond that? We can do it. You can ask me whatever you want. Who comes out of the East? You know what I'm going to say, man. Okay, well, if the Braves think, don't make it out of the East. Well, for one, I think the Braves are going to make it out of the East. Um, we're fucking due, and we win 98 games a year. Out of the East, I'm going to throw you a, a curveball and say Toronto makes it out of the East. I could definitely see that. Yeah, I... You know what? Since D. Rich didn't do it, I'll say it. I think Atlanta makes it out of the East. Okay. Um, and the West? 
the my, Cubs. My, my my gut says in the East. My gut says it. My gut says Atlanta, but I just can't get over the Mets. They have a cakewalk in the North. I they think do. they do. The thing and, is, we, we match up so well against the Mets, and I you've never played them. them. You've never played them in a postseason series because yeah. you never make it out of the Atlantic. Braves over the Mets. Braves over the Mets in seven. His good pitchers are righties. We crush righties. If we played a team that was lefty heavy like Milwaukee, we'd struggle, but we would crush righties. Against Seattle all those years. Okay, who comes out of the West? I like the Cubs. Uh, I think, I think the Angels will actually make it up this year. Uh, I think the Cubs beat the Angels and I'm going to say the Cubs beat Toronto in the playoff, in the chip. That's my prediction. I will take Milwaukee and Atlanta over Milwaukee in the final. Lovely. I'm taking California. I think the Cubs come out of the the Central. Angels over the Cubs in five, and then Angels over the Braves in six. No, it's a real cunt move to pick your own team. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, I don't care. If it's not me, I if it, <laughs> I do not care whatsoever. Um, the, uh, the Cubs have a good team. The Brewers have a good team. Um, but I I honestly think I have the best team in the league. The wor- I don't care if you call me a cunt. I think I have the best team in the league. I just Hard like to say. It is now 3.24 Eastern Time by my clock, and the word cunt move has made it into our pod. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jim. You've stuck around this long. Uh, yeah. what, what should we give the people that make it this far? A small – a Snickers bar. Yeah, this was fun. I think this is a good way to do a pod. Um, we could probably move at a better pace, but – Yeah, we spent – Maybe we 40 minutes through. talking with this, we talking about the Reds and the Phillies. I, I think know. maybe we should provide some timestamps for teams who want to listen just about their team. That's fair. Um, yeah, I'll do that. I'm going to post this tomorrow morning. And, uh, while I listen to it, I will provide timestamps and tag UGMs in there. Perfect. I'm going to smoke a cigarette and go to bed and wake up at noon and look at the pool for the Man, freaking draft. Being a professor sounds so fucking cool. Very exciting. You're the man. Very well, I exciting. can't wait for the draft. I hope there's someone good just sitting there for you, bud. Just take the highest demand. Just take the highest demand. I'm telling you, that's the way to go. Do you know who you would have gotten if you would have gotten the highest demand? I sent you guys a DM about this. It's not a bad list. Who was it? It was, I know Souders was on that list. Earwood, Souders, Cressman. It's a good list. It okay. So Airwood, uh, Zion fucking Cisse. Zion fucking Cisse. Joe Heinzelman. Oh. Yeah, that was Tampa. Poor Bears. He just though. won a Super Bowl, so give him a break. Steve Weeks, Joe Souders. Pretty good. All you got to do is pick the highest demand. Look for high demand. And Cressman was the one uh, one B in two thousand five. Yep, he was the second highest demand, and that was the. That wasn't the CSA year. That was the uh, the Weeks year. Yes. Yeah. Jason Foley was the Joe Heinzelman year. Yeah. All right, and, boys. Anything else you want to add? Nope. Loved it as always. Hope we can do it again. I think this should be a Skyline tradition. Preseason. Preseason, midseason, postseason, something like that. I agree. The Phillies won't always suck, and thus we won't have to spend 40 minutes on them. Well, for Trent, I am Deirdre. Thank you for listening to all three hours and 18 minutes of this beautiful podcast. As 
Trent said he will be sleeping in just to look at the draft pool, and I swear to God, if you wait until opening day to make your draft pick, you will have a mutiny on your hands. I'm so excited. Can't wait. Thanks again, bud. Bye-bye, guys. See ya.